Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bosman, and joining us this week, Ben Moore. Howdy. Daniel Bloodworth. Howdy. And Brandon Jones. Howdy. And at the switcher, Ian Hick. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Couldn't lose the trademark how uh, trademark high for uh, for a howdy. Keep right. the howdy train going. Hi. <laughs> howdy. <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh, let us uh, start with uh, the objective. Mm. Our objective this week comes to us from Eric Klein. It is to convince Tom Cruise to watch E3. Ben, do you want to take on this objective? Yes. Daniel Bloodworth, do you want to take on this objective? Yes. Wow. Brandon Jones, do you want to take on the objective? Oh, yeah. Ian Hink, (laughs) do you want to take on the objective? Absolutely. (laughs) All you want to... Like, Tom Cruise is hard to convince of things. Yeah. No, I got it. Okay. But once he's in, he's so in. Yes, exactly. You'll never have a bigger fan. Okay, great. Uh, Let's begin correction music, please, Jones. Okay, so uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu might have an experience points bar. Some people pointed out to me when in the trailer it was, and I looked into it, and there's a blank bar beneath the HP bar. And they're kind of inferring that's EXP bar, because really it hasn't been promised how Pokemon will get XP. Um, They also promised me that battles will be exactly the same that you'll have the movesets, the battles will work exactly as they were in red and blue. Uh, I'm still not convinced completely, but I gotta give uh, the comments on the YouTube section, I gotta give them the benefit of the doubt. So I will believe what you want me to believe until proven otherwise. Uh, oh, and Jones, for when you're in handheld mode, uh, the gyro's just for aiming and then you press a button to shoot the Pokeball. Ah. But your point was... But you see d- people do it the other way, so it's like both? When it's handheld mode. When, oh, okay. When you when they're docked or when they're when you're attached. on the bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're on the bus. But uh, you made, you made the point like, how does it know what a good throw is versus a bad throw when it's in handheld mode? We still don't know. Somebody pointed out that there seemed to be like a ring thing yeah, where yeah, like the yeah, rings were it. moving in and like the closer you get those two things to matching, the better your accuracy will be. Maybe. Sure. So if you get the ball inside of the ring as it's shrinking, so if you get it in and it's still like pretty big, that'll be like a nice. And then if you get it when it's smaller, that'll be a great. Got it. Yeah. Then what is the advantage of throwing it like a baseball versus just pressing? Feels button? good. It might be the feel. Probably the feel. the feel. Yeah. Jones, are you in for the Pokeball Plus? Just if I. Uh, uh, no, I mean not to like actually purchase it, but I'm amused by it. It's kind of, it's <laughs> I think it's neat. I like that. It, I like that it's all one hand, so you can hit both buttons and move around and you know technically play it yeah. uh, all in one hand. I think that's smart. I wanted the right analog stick. I wanted this to be the game, the Pokemon game, oh, the right analog yeah. stick. Didn't get it. Next year, 2019. Uh, Beyond Good Evil 2 will be at E3. That has been confirmed. Craziness. Yes. Craziness. Yeah, yeah, so they confirm that in their own live stream or, or developer thing where they're just like, yeah, we'll be at A3. And Ubisoft has as well. Yeah, they're still like, yeah, we're going to show off that game. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the last E3 Square press conference was in 2015. I called Vault Boy Pip Boy. Uh, Vault Boy is the name of the boy. I, get, I This is not the first time I had this correction. I, I've done it too. I think he's a bad mascot. What? Gonna, yeah. Yeah, I think that boy is a bad either. mascot. He might not have the best name, but he's not a bad mascot. He's a bad mascot. I'm just sick of seeing his little grin. Wow. He's a fantastic mascot. Yeah, I, I think he's a fantastic all, mascot. All the ones that they have for like the different like the different, uh, perks. Yeah, yeah stuff. they're really oh, great. They're good. They're, no. Yeah, they oh, are. Okay. I would, I, I, I'll give you maybe he's a bit overused. Overused, dude. Um, Because I think 
if you're gonna create a believable world, I don't think that there's necessarily one example of iconography that like every person on the planet is into in every way. Mm -hmm. So even seeing like the Vault 76 trailer and you're going through and like he's in the window, he's on the bed sheets, he's in the corner, and you're like, yeah. all right, I don't, you know, I like Mickey Mouse, but like enough, you know, like I right. wouldn't want like 50 of them around me. Like, granted there are people who do, but just like going through a world and saying, no, everybody, like he's in every poster, every sign, everything. Whereas the the that, that the HUD though. and the iconography of the game itself, I think that's that's great. And actually, based on do you know the, the thumb, the the uh, the lore of the thumb? No, what is got the lore the of the up? thumb? I heard this: if a the nuclear bomb hits and you put your thumb up and the explosion hides behind your thumb, you're fine. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> so that's what you're that far is. enough away. So, so they would have images of people like yeah. Yeah. So know, Vault Boy started off as something that's actually kind of interesting, and it was overused since then. And I, I, in general, I love Fallout marketing. I love, I love the way they, yeah, well, they I jazz mean, up their stuff. We'll get there, Jones. <laughs> we'll get there, baby. Uh, last one, Pokemon Quest is actually the first Pokemon spinoff by Game Freak. That was just kind of interesting trivia to me. I didn't know that. Game Freak's first ever spinoff, and it's that game. End corrections music, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, Jones, let's just talk about Fallout 76. Let's get into it. Uh, this is a game that was teased at this point last week, uh, then officially announced. And something we, was teased. We didn't know if it was a game or what. Right. Yeah. 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 And and uh, we I think we we kind of figured it was a game uh, because actually at the time Kotaku assured us it was not a remaster. Uh, we'll get there. We'll we'll get to Kotaku and everything they know about it. Um, but I guess I'd like to talk about the reveal, the the, the live feed <laughs> of a wall inside of Bethesda Studios, um, or whatever that was, um, and then uh, the trailer, the reveal trailer for Fallout seventy six. What's that trailer like? Uh, it shows a vault. It's got some balloons. Vaults are nasty, right? Uh, no, uh, it's actually pretty. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty chipper. Vaults yeah. can vaults can become nasty, but yes. they don't they don't start out that way. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a fresh vault. Right. It seems like kind of nice. It doesn't seem like too depressing at the beginning. But right. empty. But empty. And that's what is kind of sad about it. Is that uh, you have the, and you don't really get a sense of like something happened, and so everybody went running away like in a Bioshock, like oh it was clearly some party, and then everybody murdered each other. It's just no one's around, mm -hmm. you know. And so yeah, it's that kind of question of like oh did the vault open and they left, or um, are we just not? Is no one just in this room at the time? Like, but you do see confetti. You get the confetti, and you get the idea like oh they all just left because it was time to go. Yeah, and they talk they talk about Reclamation Day as yes. well, which mm -hmm. is very interesting. So uh, basically, we saw that trailer. It's kind of intriguing, kind of fun. A uh, great song selection, mm -hmm. uh, and we had, I guess, like ninety seconds for that to be a mystery of what kind of game Fallout seventy six would be. Uh, and then Jason Schreier came to the rescue and told us all what this game is. Right. <laughs> so like, we don't have to guess anymore. Mm -hmm. um, the awful pain of speculation. Yes, the awful pain of time. like maybe like there being a surprise of what kind of game this is. Um, it's a survival online survival RPG. Excuse me if you want to get those orders words in the correct order. Um, heavily inspired by games like Daisy and Rust. And again, I'm I'm using those words directly from Kotaku's reporting. Uh, Jason Schreier individually, because um, uh, he's got the scoops. I think he's that guy. Um, so yeah, basically, Fallout 76 is going to be not too much like the other Fallout games. Apparently started its life out as uh, experimenting in what a multiplayer Fallout game would be, and it's evolved into whatever huh. Fallout 76 will be. No vats. Maybe vats? Online, how do you do vats? You're right, I guess no vats. And what's, in, what's one other player is on that map? You, you can't bat that. Yeah, you can't bat that. You can't, you can't bat, bat that. that. <laughs> it's not battable. 
<laughs> yeah, and so, right, uh, base building is a bullet point. Uh, uh, the quests and the story will still be there, has been promised in the Kotaku uh, reporting. Um, yeah, just survival-based multiplayer mechanics. And that is what that game will be. Isn't that nuts? It's not that nuts. It I don't think it's two years that ago. nuts. Fallout, Fallout 4 was just two years ago. Yeah, but they've right. been playfully at a crazy mobile game that we didn't see coming that was yeah. uh, the same as from game mobile games I was familiar with, but put their own Fallout spin on it and mm -hmm. definitely had like the Fallout vibe, the humor. Um, Actually, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I need to correct myself immediately, Jones. I think it was it will be by the time this game releases three years. If it releases this year, okay. I think that it will be three years between the games, which is, I guess, enough. Yeah, I guess that's enough. Yeah. Sorry, and, and keep going. So I'm not well, surprised to see them out. being playful with the Fallout franchise, experimental with the Fallout franchise. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my first takes that I get from this game is that it will be, what the correct word is, like modular, maybe? That this is something they can maybe, they'll maybe like release something that's kind of like the launch version of it and then no, that is the drop some term. fun modes yes. on it. Even yes. like kind of Grand Theft Auto Online, where they're like, what about this mode? And maybe we'll do this for a little while and see what our fans think of it. Yeah. And, uh, Fortnite did that, not the uh, Battle Royale does that a little bit, but the Save the World mode a lot of times. Like, they will specifically say in the language, like, we're just trying this out. Like, yeah. we let us know what you think of it and we'll, we'll add this or refine it. It's the games as a service version of Fallout. I mean, there, there's a lot of base building in Fallout 4, though. Uh, yeah. You know, that is, that is something that I think they've kind of already primed us with. But the worry, and you could argue that this was already a problem in Fallout 4, and a lot of people have, and rightfully so. But when they say that there's a story and a quest in Fallout 76, mm -hmm. does that mean we're getting quests with a lot of decisions where we can ally with different people? Or no. is it like, mm -hmm. go out there, get X number of this, bring it back to your base, construct a new thing? I think that's what people are really worried about. How many I think you're saying more expectations. Yeah. Will we be getting? Yeah. How many, like, do you, I, I bet even like go here and kill this many enemies, you know? Um, Apparently, it takes place timeline-wise before, uh, like right after, like before most vaults have opened, before the games that we've played. Um, I don't know if it's before Fallout One or Two. I, I believe it is before. I'm pretty sure it's before Fallout One and Two. Okay, I believe cool. it is yeah. the first in the timeline. Like one of the first ever vaults that opened up, which is why yeah, it's I think the it's survival-like game. It's because we don't have anything established outside. Great, great people who have made YouTube videos. IGN actually did a video on this. They talked about like uh, where it is and Fallout. They, the Vault 76 has been mentioned in other Fallout games as a control vault. Yes. Um, and so, and it opened before the vault opened in Fallout 1. Cool. Uh, which is interesting. And so the, I think, I think ha having the precedence for it in other games is a really cool fact to consider. Um, but you brought up uh, Fallout Shelter. And Jones did. Yeah, you brought yeah. up Fallout Shelter. And it's funny because... I remember when Fallout Shelter was a, 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 a announced, and I was really excited about it, and I liked the art, and I liked the idea of managing my vault. But my personally, my expectations were like kind of quickly went down the drain because I'm like, oh, it's just like so many other management mobile games that I've played, and I hope that that sort of mentality doesn't like. I'm just thinking of those grinning vault boys. You're just taking care of a bunch of little vault boys in that game. Sure. Yes. All with that same grin. <laughs> and it's I all just, girls, so you, gotta, you gotta procreate. Yep. When you say open world survival online game, I think it's really mm -hmm. easy to be cynical. Yeah. I think there are a lot of negative things that you can easily attach to this, and I just hope that ends up not being the case. Yeah. Um, uh, one last detail I want to add that I think is kind of interesting is that it's uh, uh, the Austin branch, which I guess is pretty new for, for mm. Bethesda. It is the Battlecry team. 
that's working on this. Yeah, in, in conjunction with Bethesda, Bethesda is working on this as well. But yeah, the the former Battle Cry team is working on this game. Yeah, I will say that from the the teaser at least, like even though it's very clearly Fallout, it it kind of looks different graphically. You know, like it doesn't look like it's running on the same engine as a Fallout game. I think that's fair, Blood. Like the the trailer looks a little lower quality, I would say. Right when we see, I guess, the hat and, and the red cup, I, I think it looks like a little simpler, the look of it. Yeah, like, I don't know about lower quality, but, like, cleaner in a way, and maybe that's just, like, intentional again, because you're saying, yeah. like, it's not, like, all rusted out and mm -hmm. everything, but, yeah, there, there's definitely a different look to it. I think it'll get nasty once we get to the surface, man. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be nasty up there. Yeah, it could be, like, super nasty. Yeah. Right, like, we, like if it's a survival game, like, we probably have to worry about radiation. We probably have to worry about oh, we food definitely and water have to worry about radiation. Like we always yeah. have, yeah. So yeah, I, I bet, I bet, like it's just gonna be nasty up there, and it's just yeah. I, I feel like I've gone through a slight range of emotions with Fallout seventy six. Sure. Uh, where now that I've kind of gone through that that cynicism of what if it's just this generic open world survival game, I'm hopeful. I think it's I think it's important for people to experiment and try new things. That's how we get great stuff. But I think the reason the disappointment is so keen is when we have given Fallout to another good developer like Obsidian and they make the absolutely awesome Fallout New Vegas and then we're like, oh, we're gonna get a new Fallout game that's a spin-off. I think it's hard not to envision that. Uh, and I, a lot of people are attached to Fallout New Vegas. So I, I kind of understand this like blanket of disappointment over this whole thing. But I think they were anticipating that and I think that's why this game is coming out or this the announcement is coming out ahead of E3 is because this is going to be a weird Fallout game. This is going to be, you can't really attach this to any other Fallout game that they've done. And I think if this just suddenly, you know, the whole cart got pushed out right in the middle of the press conference, everyone would be like, wait, what? Wait, whoa, what? And then like, okay, and now moving on to the Evil Within 2 DLC, and you're like, wait, hold on. What was that weird Fallout game they just talked about? Like, John's, I, my brain is still trying to process this, where now we're going to go in being like, yeah, and then 76, who knows with that? I mean, we're kind of just open with our expectations to so it's like kind it of this, not being Fallout 5 or even right. Fallout New Orleans or whatever, you know, I, of all but the weird, I, like, leaks. I don't think this, this isn't intentional. They didn't want Kotaku to write an article like that. Or uh, did they? Yeah, or did they? I think, Jones, they wanted us to be guessing right up until the event. But guessing that it was something different. Calling yeah, it 76 right. is clearly, like, a, a turn. Sure. You know, yeah, it's not... Because we haven't gotten to Fallout 75 But, but I don't think it would have been unfair to think, like, oh, maybe this is New Vegas. Maybe, like, maybe this is, like, a cool, more compact story in, like, its own unique game um, that was, like, more focused than we wanted out of Fallout 4. Um, and it's not that. It's not that at all. Uh, but I do... I've, ben, I think it's the smart thing. I think this game has a better chance to perform well than, like, another expansion to Fallout, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if... We're at a point where game companies just don't even register a certain level of cynicism. Like, I remember when Fortnite announced that it was going to have a Battle Royale mode, and people have been like, oh, playing me too, huh? Like, and yeah. just the yeah. typical snarkiness. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, clearly they did the right thing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I think it's just getting to a point where you, you have to expect a certain level of snarkiness and backlash and you know, maybe your big success will work out. I'm reserving my snarkiness because I just think Fallout fits this genre so well, and, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just think it just makes sense. It's not like, what, you're making a tower defense game out of what? You know, it just, 
like when I think about these games that I like, when you you mention you know Rust and, and uh, Daisy and Fortnite, I think about Fortnite a lot. I'm curious if there's going to be a separation between as as Fortnite does and Save the World, where like you're going to have your own base that you're eventually going to upgrade and have more challenges, and then there's going to be missions where you're going to have to build something on the fly, where you're going to have to like get out into the world, build something real fast right. to protect. Uh, a, uh, you know, maybe like there's another vault that's opening up, and you got to like build fortifications out in front of it because a bunch of you know, rad scorpions, is that what they're called? Yeah, it's funny. There won't yeah, be like there won't be any like the legions. There won't be like anything out there, really. That's kind of interesting to think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's gonna be you. You're yeah. gonna be building that stuff. Yeah, yeah, potentially. To me, it's like how how much like Rust is it gonna be? Because if it's straight up like Rust, there's nobody else in the world already, and it's kind of just freeform battle royale, right? Because Rust is just you go until you die, and then you're done. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't know. Like, there's not going to be anything out there but other people to fight, right? Yeah, that's the unclear thing is, like, if, if it's, like, permanent progress or not. When I build a base, that's my base forever, or, or when I build that base, right, it's just this one for this run. I think both. Yeah? I think you get a little bit of both. Mm. It, oh, because there was promise the story in quests. Right, so, yeah, you probably will get both. What What's the chance of there being microtransactions in the form of pay to speed this thing up? Low, but there will be microtransactions. Okay. That's my guess. Yes, I strongly believe that as well. Yeah, Bethesda's been trying to make that work for a while now, right? Oh, do you mean with like the, the downloads? The, the, yeah. The, the, not the patches, uh, where was it? Where the was workshop or is that just The workshop, theme? yeah, where it was, it wasn't, you're right, it's not called workshop, I totally yeah. forget. Where people could make their own downloadable items and then you could buy those downloadable items and, and Bethesda splits the income with those people. Do you think we see a lower price point for this game, supplemented by that stuff? Yes. Mm -hmm. Good guess, man. Absolutely, I think you see yeah, that. Yeah, I think there's a fair chance. I think it could go either way, but yeah, I think they may, they may do that. Supremo $40 game. I think it's right there. Uh, you might remember a few weeks ago, we had a leak from Walmart, listed a bunch of games that we hadn't even like thought about, uh, <laughs> including Rage 2. Uh, one of those games listed was Assassin's Creed. And I saw that and I thought, no way that's a new Assassin's Creed. Too soon. It's probably like an expansion, like maybe a standalone DLC kind of thing. Uh, after Ubisoft was so happy not to do yearly Assassin's Creed anymore, <laughs> uh, they, they can't do another one this year. Then, this last week, we got to see a keychain. And the keychain was of basically a, a, like a Trojan mask. And it had the title Assassin's Creed Odyssey on that. And then... For 90 seconds, we could guess about what that might mean. <laughs> what could Assassin's Creed Odyssey be? You know, we had this time of like wondering, like, is that a new game? Are they going to announce that this year? Then, Jason Schreier came to the rescue. <laughs> Thank goodness, just to tell us what this is. And it is a new Assassin's Creed game. It's a new full-on Assassin's Creed game taking place in ancient Greece. Um, apparently, differences in this one, uh, there will be dialogue options. So a lot more uh, conversations in like an RPG style uh, uh, manner. Um, uh, male or female, you get to choose between a male or female character. And last cool. detail that I think is kind of interesting. Fiscal year 2019, Kotaku thinks it's likely this will come out this fall. Hmm. I think that is nuts. I don't think it's nuts. Uh, I think it, I mean, fiscal year 2019 means it could be next, uh, like, February, March as well. Right. Uh, they they said that, but they said at the end of it, just like, but we think it's uh, this fall. We really think it's going to come out this fall. Yeah. 
What do you mean, yeah? What do you mean, I, like, Ubisoft I mean, was bragging. It's just like, yeah, it's really good that we're off the yearly cycle. Look how well we did because of that. Yeah, but, I mean, they took their time to refocus, and then, you know, they, you know, came up with a whole new production pipeline. They, they learned how to streamline a lot of things with their bug checking and everything, and it's just, yeah, it's... It, it, it's just really just like a reset for them, but I don't think it, that means that they're gonna make, you know, a, a year between every game. Like if they if they can put out a game every year and people will keep buying them, if they're gonna be quality, then they will. Yeah, it's, you're right. Like if it's ready, why like wait another year? And I think that's where they're at with uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it's been like two or three years, depending on when you know you consider this team that's been working on it from potentially mm -hmm. what other game they were also working on. Yeah. Oh, sure. And just because you had that year gap, you know, coming into Origins, that that's a two-year gap coming into this game. So, so that year benefited all the, both teams, I guess yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The, Go ahead, Ben. The, they love to surprise. Ubi loves to surprise when, they, when they're bad at it, but yeah. The dialogue options thing is is just a little funny to me because. Like, obviously, that could be more consequential than, than what you're saying. Like, maybe there is significant choice there, and it, it affects, like, how the story plays out or something. But just, like, dialogue options on their own. Like, yes, not <laughs> technically something that has been part of Assassin's Creed before, but, like, not really a, an exciting thing on the face of it, you know? So, Ben, that's what, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> just, like, that's, that's a thing that video games do quite a lot. That's what kind of sucks is, like, that's what, that's what somebody told Jason Schreier, just like, hey... Dialogue We're options. We're working on dialogue <laughs> options. And so, like, the poor marketing team, the poor PR people who, like, want us to know what's important, want us to know what is right. new and exciting about this, they don't get a say in it. Exactly. It's just that one person who said there's dialogue options, and yeah. that's what we hear dialogue about. Dialogue options you know? is not going to be text in the trailer that premieres during the Xbox <laughs> yeah. press conference or at Ubisoft. Like, dialogue options. Right, but know. I'm just saying dialogue options could be complete fluff or a huge part of the game. Right. It right. could go yeah. in either direction. Yeah, I guess uh, the idea that, hey, we could pick whichever character, we can pick a male or female character, I think it kind of gives me the impression like we're not playing as this iconic, we're not playing as Ezio this time, right. you know what I mean? Like if we have dialogue options, if we get to choose our character, it might be like our own play through the scenario, like uh, there's multiple endings. Right, and that, that could be very cool. And I'm just also kind of interested in the Greek setting. Yes. And oh man, yeah. Yeah, we're, that's that's where I'm at with Assassin's Creed now, and I guess it's been this way for a while. But like, I don't really have any sort of attachment to any overall Assassin's Creed story. It's just I am kind of all in or not based on the setting. Obviously, there are things that can influence it, but it's just like, yeah, I want to go to Greece. Yes. I want there to be a Senate. Yep. I want there to be like some dumb play going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, some, that's totally gonna be. Yeah, some philosopher yeah, gonna, just you're shouting. You're gonna assassinate somebody on the stage for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's yes. great. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was informed that vomitoriums aren't real. They are not places where people would go and vomit. Uh, that's from corrections. So there will not be a vomitorium in, in Assassin's Creed. Odyssey. I mean, there could be. They play around with that stuff a I lot. I think. Sure. I think that word means something. It's just not where they go puke. It might be right. where they eat. Yeah. 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 I, I was. I was let down. <laughs> Hey man, you that's a word though. Yes. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's not where everybody just goes and pukes. It's sadly not. Right. Likely right. boats are going to come back into play, because Greece. Sure. Uh, Greece is a little more yeah water yeah. adjacent islands um, than yeah some of the previous stuff. So, but will there be minotaurs? I feel like every time you talk about Assassin's Creed, you're just like kind of trying to drum up an Assassin's Creed Four successor. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blood, I think you touched on an interesting question. I know you were making a joke, will there be Minotaurs? But every time I look at, like, DLC images for Assassin's Creed Origins, it's crazy stuff. Giant snakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's just, like, there's, there are gods. They are, the, like, the, the dog-headed gods. 
And, and they're just like well, a giant in the desert. It's like, what is it, what did Assassin's Creed become? But I don't know, like, th- th- that's actually where the interesting thing comes up because, I mean, Ben was talking about, like, not being that into the overall story, mm-hmm. but the overall story has a lot of references to Greek gods, you know, like Minerva yeah, in there and all that. Yeah, that's a great that. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could actually get some actually relevant story stuff happening in Assassin's Creed for a change. Cool, dude. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm actually very excited to see a reveal of an Assassin's Creed game. Oh, I should say that after this whole leak happened, later that day, uh, Ubisoft tweeted out uh, the title and, and like a two-second uh, like clip yeah. of somebody booting another guy off a cliff, uh, 300 style, and said, see you at E3. I thought that was a classy call. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. like, hey, it's real. It's going to be at E3. Just hold on. It's real. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. And yeah, we'll see it at E3. Uh, speaking of seeing things at E3, it is time to conclude our E3 press conference previews. We get some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, he do. We you, get some good stuff. You and Blood get uh, two pretty good ones. Uh, we're, of course, kicking off with our PlayStation Showcase, which will be Monday, June 12th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Before we talk about specific games, I always like to talk about the press conference itself and where you expected this one to go in relation to last year and years prior. Mm. I think uh, I think it'll go back to classiness. What you, last I year wasn't classy. Revi- uh, there were a lot of gimmicks last year. There were a lot of gimmicks. The hanging bodies were last year. I was year, in, dude. I was there in person last year. I, oh, I've, yeah. I've not attended a lot of Sony press conferences in person. And uh, yeah, Call of Duty had like legit explosions. <laughs> like, like things like pyrotechnics were actually like, yeah, oh, yeah okay. like on stage. You know, you're like, oh, all right. And you, you can know, feel like, those, right? You feel a warmth from those. And like, I, yeah. I just think, which they're so loud, and you're just like, ah, okay, like. Am I shell-shocked because of how great World War II looks, or am I just, you know, um, reacting to things exploding in my face? Uh, And I just think they experimented with so many things with production value, obviously huge announcements followed up by orchestra, this just incredible reveal of God of War, um, and then, uh, you know, with live music, and then I think they were just fell victim to a lot of gimmicks, you know, for the year after. Yeah. Like, I loved that Spider-Man reveal. That was really great. I didn't need a big crane to come in on stage. You know, oh it's like, I think, God. like, yeah, the yeah. content should really speak for itself and you don't necessarily need to. Like, if you're going to play up the venue, great. Uh, if you're going to have kind of one element that, uh, like, that's what I think was great about the orchestra is it it uh, just kind of made everything better. You know, it was just, like, always there. And so um, they were able to, you know, to play up a lot of these big events and it just made it feel like you were at a concert, you were at an opera. Um, and so I just think having that classy vibe, I think, did, did well for Sony, and then the gimmicks after did not do so well. So you expect them to have learned from that? You expect them to go back to basics again this year? I think so, yeah. I, I, just, I, I get a vibe from Sony that they are always trying to look back at what they did and improve upon it. Sure. Um, unlike the EAs of the world. Uh, what I think is kind of interesting that Sony still does this is they still show their press conference in theaters. They oh, yeah. still think their press conference is entertaining enough to a broad audience that you'd be willing to go to a theater and hang out with other people watching at the same time. And the people do. Yeah. And people buy those tickets and they hang out and watch a Sony press conference on, what, a Monday night. That just sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. I, and, yeah, but, go but, ahead, Blood. Yeah, but that's one of the things where I think it's kind of, like Brandon was saying, is, is weird is they're focusing so much on this stuff that you can only appreciate in, in like, a live experience. And so I think they've got to really dial in is like what's going to read on video, what's going to read yeah. on camera, because sometimes some of those things like the hanging bodies or whatever, it's just like what what's happening, 
And you're like l trying to get this shot that sort of frames it, but it doesn't really. And they were real people. I was kind of mad. Yeah. Like, what if that person falls? Was it worth it? You oh, know? no. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's not work. That's all fine. Okay. But it's just, yeah, it, it, it's just that stuff, like, it has a different impact when you're in the room versus whether you're watching online or in a theater. And the majority of your audience is online or in a theater. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, don't just, like, cater to this handful of people that, could, that show up. Uh, ben, mm -hmm. one thing I think could get a theater quiet, one thing I think that could get a theater just riveted is the first ever gameplay of Death Stranding. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, technically not first ever, but we're going to see what that game actually is yeah. at this year's E3. How do you expect it to go? Do you um, expect confusion? I don't know what to expect, yeah. but when you get out there and you say, hey, we're going to be taking a close look at this, mm -hmm. and we've been kind of whipping you up for Death Stranding for a long time, uh, and you could say the same about like The Last of Us Part Two, you know, and there, there's already been kind of an establishment of excitement for Ghost of Tsushima. When you say we're going to take a close look at these things, I expect like lengthy gameplay demos with somebody saying, this is what this is. This is what you're going to be doing. Let me introduce you to the world of Death Stranding. Yeah. And I expect it to be long. I want 10 minutes for each of these. I think mm -hmm. we're going to be... Breathe. I think yes. we're going to be experiencing, like, yeah, around the 10-minute mark, 15-minute mark for these games. Um, and it depends on what Death Stranding is. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it is, a, if it is a stealth action survival game, I think that will be obvious and, and somewhat explained if it's way crazier than that and there's there's a bunch of weird stuff with online and who knows what you can do with those babies. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm getting the impression there is online stuff. Yes. And I'm getting the impression it's not like any other game we've played, whatever that integration is. I'm so confused about it. <laughs> Here's what I could see the Death Stranding, the, 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 the gameplay walkthrough being like, mm -hmm. where we kind of get settled in and it starts to like, okay, I've kind of played, it's like this this part is kind of similar to Metal Gear or this is from another game, and we get a little bit comfortable. And okay. at this point, we might be about six, seven minutes into the walkthrough. Great. And then it, we just we just sink. We just <laughs> pivot, and suddenly we're in Bizarroville, and we have no idea what this game is anymore. Yeah, right, and we're just like, we're just like collecting pollen. We're a bee. Right, right, we're, we're a just, bee, and we're, we're collecting, collecting pollen. pollen. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. I could I could see there being just a, a hard stinger that mm -hmm. goes for a while. Yeah. Oh, I hope for that. Yeah. I hope I and I then you could bank it. You could bank that at the end of this thing there's going to be some bizarre baby thumbs up. Yes. There's going to be something that we're not supposed to understand <laughs> just to keep us strung along until the next time. Count and then it. we and then we just have a period of time where we wonder if that's in the game. Yep. Yeah. Uh that's that's what E3 is for. I'm yep. just really pumped on that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about those other four games. I want to talk the ghost of the of the ghost of Tsushima. Um, this is Sucker Punch's game. We've been wondering what they were working on for a long time. We found out last year, and this game looks good. Jones, you're laughing. I'm happy. Oh, okay. Jones is happy about how good this game looks. I'm, I'm happy that the game they finally revealed is it looks great. Uh, looks great from us just conceiving of potentially what the gameplay could be like. Mm -hmm. Looks great, just beautiful, gorgeous, na natural environments. Uh, we just recently, you know, rewatched that trailer, and 
Uh, I love a trailer that just focuses on nature. You know, it's just like, just look at something that you could potentially not be struck by in another trailer because it's just trees. You know, it's just the, it's just grass. You know, it's just a samurai guy hanging on grass, no big deal. But it looks stunning and showing in all sorts at night and the day at sunset mm -hmm. uh, and clearly like taking a ton of pride, like Red Dead style and just like, look at this natural environment. Um, and I can't help but think like you will be exploring that. Like the, you will be, um, you know, it was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed Neo, but like a lot of those battles were in kind of closed environments mm -hmm. and just kind of being in this just, just this huge field of tall swaying grass and be like facing off against somebody. Yeah, I, I get the impression this demo will be riding our horse over to a base and they will be assassinating people in the base. That is my guess. That's like what I can and 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 uh, ending with a boss fight. Like you can kind of almost envision this tr this demo already. I wonder if the I wonder if the the surprise from Tsushima will be some kind of supernatural element, and maybe that's For just sure, dude, maybe yes. that's just looking too far into the way the trailer was presented. The devil, but him being end, yeah. on fire and then transitioning, you know, putting this mask on and just showing the difference between. I mean, one way to perceive it is this is who I used to be, this is who I am now. So maybe he does not take the mask off. Maybe he's all mask now, and that's who the ghost mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. But it would be interesting to see kind of a difference between. Okay, this is my presentational I'm going to fight you the standard way the honorable way uh, and then no wait this is when I am this is when I'm intentionally going to scare people to make it uh, an impression so that they remember me and they are scared of me and they pass on you know this knowledge of me to other villages and to other warlords and stuff like that so that they know I'm coming and so I'm, I, I I just imagine that whoa that reaction from the crowd is going to be when he just like oh I'm just gonna pull a dragon out and just yeah. like do or, something or like jumps style. 10 feet I wanted to see this character jump 10 feet mm -hmm. I wonder if I do want to see that because it's wonderfully grounded up until that point of the trailer mm -hmm. I think you see maybe like some firebomb or something that's like is that real or, or um, like maybe like kills a subject and then like when that person finally dies like puts their hand on them and they just disintegrate yeah you know, you're like whoa what, what I kind of hope yes, for and I don't I don't think video games are are very good at doing a lot of times is mm -hmm. if there is a supernatural element I hope it's like a 10% that's evenly mixed throughout yeah like a lot of games either like pull back the curtain very quickly and it's like, okay, now we're dealing with a lot of supernatural stuff. Or they save it for this moment and then they just fall down a cliff with it. <laughs> like, I just want to maybe get hints of it throughout. Yeah. Uh, could be a really cool way to do it. The read I've got uh, is kind of like what Jones is saying is like, he's a ghost in a metaphorical sense where it's like everyone thinks he died in that village fire and he became this warrior I kind of, I don't know, because everything has a supernatural vibe. I'm kind of feeling like this one won't. I don't know. Yeah. I hope not. I really hope not. Yeah. I think I think it could be very fun without it. And and it's clear that, you know, they're going to at least take some liberties with abilities that we can have mm -hmm. and, and gadgets and things like that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Really just pumped to see what that game is. Do you think they'll do, like you mentioned that trailer being like, hey, you're going to go into here and you're going to assassinate this person. Uh, do you think they'll do something along the lines of, okay, we're going to show this to you three different ways, this this same objective? Hmm. No, I don't think that, Ben. Okay. I don't get that vibe either, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a straight line right. to the end of that mission. I'm thinking and like I, an Uncharted And I like that we have enough of the story so that I don't necessarily need a ton of backstory. Sure. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily need like, so for this trailer, we're gonna what we're going to be doing is going in and going after this person. It's like, shh, just do it. Like, yeah. I don't really care who we're assassinating right now. I don't need right. the backstory of why they're awful. 100% and who, true, yes. you know, who they wronged and what revenge I'm exacting. Like, you can go kill that guy. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> ride your horse. Yeah, ride the yeah, horse. Go it. in that field. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Daniel Bloodworth, another game Sony has promised to show more of showcase is The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. 
I mean, show more. I mean, show it. I mean, they haven't really shown the game at right. all. So, I mean, we've seen some some cutscenes that we. So that gives us an idea what the engine looks like because mm -hmm. we know that's like, that's all going to be you know pretty much running in real time. Uh, but yeah, like, are they going to to tweak the formula? Are we going to be you know, uh, running different characters for a portion of this game? Are we going to see Joel and Ellie right out the gate or not at all in this demo? Uh, and, you know, if we do use different characters, do they play, you know, differently in some way, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, do they have some kind of gadgets to, you know, do mind games on people somehow or set ambushes or, you know, so there's, yeah, it, it's really wide open. Uh, and we don't even know, like, realistically, like, what the time period is like, right? There's all this speculation about, like, well, this part, the second trailer that we saw, maybe that happened, like, way before... Yes. We Ellie. do at least know Ellie is an adult in this game. Right. But we don't know if that's the whole game. Right. And so there's, like, all this... There's still a lot of speculation all around. But, you know, most of that speculation, I think, has been story-wise. And I'm really curious to see, like, what are they going to do, if anything, to revamp the gameplay as well. One thing I really want to see as well is uh, the environments. I think there's just a ton of beautiful moments mm -hmm. of The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. Just uh, huge buildings with with grass all over them. You know, it's just like, there are parts that actually look really nice and it's just fun to be in those environments. Uh, you know bad things are coming, but there's like a true beauty to it sometimes. I don't know if we've seen that too much. The first trailer kind of opens in, in the forest, right? Um, but yeah, I kind of, I want to see that aspect. I want to see that aspect of The Last of Us. Their environmental artists are just out of control. Yes. I want to see what they're working on. I'm curious whether we'll get any sort of new enemy types, you know, like is... Oh, no, like the fungus is evolved, man? I mean, not even necessarily evolved, but, you know, maybe there's something else going on, like, in a different region. Like, if they've moved on yeah. somewhere else, you know, or or maybe, like, if it has evolved, has it evolved in a way that, like, it's infecting animals now or something, you know? Yes, dude. Uh, and that, that second trailer just really emphasized, like, human-on-human -human conflict. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and how is that going to present itself in Last of Us Part Two? But, like, you, you, you talked about, like, revamping the gameplay. And when I just think about it here now, quickly, like, I don't know what I would want specifically to change. Like, when you say revamp... I don't know. I don't know what I would if it, if there would need to be like huge, dramatic, sweeping changes I'll to how you go through. Lessons. I'll tell you one thing. I would love. Okay. Is zero enemies spawning in? Yeah. Sure. Every enemy you fight is already there on the map. Nobody's yeah. gonna come out of a closet or a door and and like once it's alerted, is there a few more guys come in? Sure. I got one for you. Yeah. Uh, Co-op partners helping <laughs> instead of just being there. I, I think a, a very simple, quiet moment that could get like a big reaction is like. You go in, say, I, yeah, I'm totally on the fence. Like, it's, we haven't seen Joel yet, so like, part of me thinks like, the Joel's gonna be the big reveal. What Joel looks like now, a little bit older. You have seen um, him. He's in the, the end of the first trailer. You didn't see his face. You he did. Kinda, he kind of walks in and he and just walks he's, in the room and he's like, "Hey, you, you ready? You sure you want to do this?" Reaction shot. You get his face. I don't think so. All right. I, I might prove be wrong. it. Take it. I'm sliding uh, to prove it. Take it. All right. All right. We'll go. I got the laptop in front of me. I'll look at but it. But I think it would be neat if uh, you you're the primary character that you are controlling is hiding behind something, and your friend comes in and hides behind another thing, and you're like, oh, give me that brick, and they throw it to you, or like they have a gun or ammo or something, and they throw it to you, or they find something and give it to you. Right. You know. Because I mean, honestly, after God of War, I kind of think they almost have to. If you're going to have a, a partner around. 
Like, yes. Sony Santa Monica did it. You guys, you got to step the game up to, like, make that happen or one better, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm, just, I'm still watching this trailer. Oh. Also, like, you're not necessarily, like, protecting Ellie or anything at this point. Right. It's, no. like, it's not like, okay, we're not going to, like, save the world with Ellie anymore. Like, now it's like, fight. Everyone get involved. We're teammates, baby. I guess what I meant, Brandon, is is you're saying, like, take this dynamic that you have and add to it. That's not necessarily changing how you fight right. clickers or, or, or what you're doing. Like, I, I think the general... Like, what I really appreciated about The Last of Us is I think it had this really nice balance between giving you a sense of gathering things and crafting things to survive, but it wasn't so complicated that it slowed things down. Right. Uh, and that I think that's a really tough act to pull off, where you you have a sense that you need to salvage, you need to survive, but it's not this total pain in the ass thing to do throughout the entire game. Uh, Jones is right. Yeah, that's you right, baby. You see, you see the side of his beard. Yep. You mm-hmm. get you get like uh, maybe twenty percent of his face, but never spins all the way around. Yeah, I'll take that back. I That's a boy for Joe. Are you a touche? I I don't gloat that often. When it yeah. comes to trailers, baby, it's like yeah. I, I, I please. I've seen. This. Yeah, she says she <laughs> says every last one of them cut to and black. And they hold on her forever. You yeah. see her hand for a really long yeah. time. She turns away and puts her guitar down, and then takes a long time before she finally turns and like look at my face. Look, yeah. I'm older now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I, and and looking back on that first gameplay reveal, like. The apartment complex that you're going through the first time we saw the original Last of Us isn't like the most crazy, beautiful environment. Like, it's interesting. Uh, and like, it's not the craziest thing to be like stalking dudes in rooms and choking them. You know, it's like we've done that many times before. I think it was just like the brutality. We're just like, wow, look at, you know, just look at this game in action. Like, look how brutal it is. And of course, just this horrible, horrible shotgun blast right at the end of it that was just so shocking. That was E3, so, wasn't it? It got a lot of t- attention so that year. So judging yeah. by the last yeah. trailer we saw, I just think it's it's going to be the most brutal thing to have in that press conference. It's really good. We're going to like, oh. Kyle, and, yeah, what is a touche? That is uh, short for touche. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, but what the But it's been interesting hell? to see how they yeah. pace out. He gets a touche. Last of Us and Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima because it's like, just 10 minutes of stalking <laughs> each of these demos, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. It's going like to be a lot of creeping. It's going to be a lot of seeing a person and following them and then going, taking them out from a distance. Going from Last of Us Part Two into Spider-Man will be the right oh, to call. Yeah. yeah. Because here we are. Yeah, to have some palate cleansers so we don't get the, all of these back-to-back. Spider-Man's different for a lot of reasons. Yeah, you're powerful in Spider-Man. Uh, you do a little bit of hiding. You do. But, uh, you know, we get to be a hero. And I feel like this is the, well, I don't even feel like it. This is the game that has the least amount of mystery around it. Right. We have seen Spider-Man gameplay. We know what this game looks like, and we know it's coming out this year. I feel like it's kind of a, the, the, the feel-good moment, mm-hmm. you know? Are we talking about Spider-Man just, now? Yeah, yes. we're, we've transitioned to Spider-Man. <laughs> what do you expect them to show, dude? Boss fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big boss fight. Big old big boss fight. I think they might show multiple boss fights. Sure, uh, or maybe like a you know a, a thing at the end. Oh, Green Goblin's here or something. You know, sure. somebody jumps in right at the end. Um, but I mean, it could be anybody. I have no idea who they're just going to grab bag and throw in there. But uh, um, I think that's the com- compared to what they showed before. We got a little bit of exploration of a specific environment that blew up into world exploration with all the Game Informer stuff that we saw. Game Informer went off. Really focused yes. on getting more into combat, and I've I've seen him web, web sling so yes. much now. <laughs> I don't think I don't. We have no doubt that that's going to be great, especially coming off of Ratchet and Sunset Overdrive. And it's like, yes, I know they're going to nail that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a question of like. 
who how does Miles fit into this? How you know what are these other characters? You know like uh, what? Well, um, kind of, I don't expect to get answered at all. Um, like not necessarily answers, but I just I think the, the the reveal that they can do safely is really just pick one specific villain and give us just a big blowout fight. And it's a, I imagine a multi-stage fight, right? Yeah. Like you start yeah. fighting them there on top of this building, oh, yeah. and you just get thrown into this thing, and then you have to find them again. Yeah, so, so like, like that. green green or hobgoblin would be super great, but yes. like probably somebody maybe that could potentially be mobile, like a shocker or something that could do a lot of environmental destruction. We're going to Times Square. Sure. Yeah, at a very uh, specific spot in New York. Right. That fight would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, baby. Mm. <laughs> but I don't need it. I'm at this point where, like, I don't need... I, I want it, and I'll devour it when it happens with my eyeballs, but, like, I'm not at that point where I'm like, convince me. I you think Spider-Man like, does, though. I think the game does need to convince me. Okay. For the general public. I, I feel like they need one more trailer. I do. Hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll get a lot more than one more trailer, but I think this E3 is the last time that just like let's just. But show take a back seat to these other games. I don't need ten minutes of Spider-Man. You know, I could do I could do a good five minute, succinct. I agree with you on the convince fight. me, but I don't think it's we're at a point where it's like, oh man, you've got a lot of work to do, Spider-Man. If 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 we do need a convince me trailer, I think a lot of people are already at that edge. Sure. If they're not already on the other side. Uh, I guess I imagine to see like more of the mechanics, more of the customization. We might upgrade our suit and what they show at E3. We right. might uh, you know learn more moves and get experience points and all those things. It's gonna be a good ten minutes. Good ten minutes. I think, yeah, I think that'll minutes. be after the fact. I think yeah. if we can get our hands on this game, people will be talking about that, but mm. in the actual press conference, yeah. I think we'll see. Boy, that Brandon Jones, Kyle Bossman, Spider-Man E3 impression is going to be a glowing, enthusiastic, awesome time. Yeah. I mean, I won't get to play it, but I'll get to oh. juice Jones. I'll squeeze that lemon of all of his knowledge. <laughs> the ire I'm going to have looking at the guy playing yeah. that demo in front of me, like, are you finished? Are you done? <laughs> oh, and I hate that, because it's like, I want to do this. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they're I, not quite good. Just it, don't that watch. was Mario last year. Watching other people play Mario Odyssey sucked. <laughs> Where, did you did yeah. you have the experience of, I can't believe you do that. I can't believe you're so bad. Did yes. you have that, those angry thoughts <laughs> yeah. in that moment? And it's like, why are you going in a straight line? Why are you going exactly where the game tells you to? It gave you a whole world, man. Go see the worlds. And he's like, can't jump right? Man, it's frustrating. Uh, <laughs> So there was a lot of confusion uh, after the initial post that Sean Layden made saying, hey, we're going to focus on these four games at E3. I don't believe that's it. I don't. I believe there will be more games announced in this press conference. I will be, believe we'll see more demos of games. We'll see more things of games than those just those oh, four games. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Mean, because yes. last year, Sony was definitely taken aback because they thought, they thought they brought their A game and then mm -hmm. people were like, yeah. Yeah, and, and they're like, "Why? Why? Why? What? What, what do we need to do? <laughs> like, and that I, we didn't do this year." And it's funny. I think they got the most attention, most goodwill for Monster Hunter World, right? More than any yeah. other, like, <laughs> other things. Um, one thing that I think is a lock for the Sony press conference could it be Microsoft? But Devil May Cry Five, I'm kind of thinking is Sony. I kind of oh, think yeah. it's going to be there. Yes. Um, that was the rumor a long time ago. It was rumored it was going to happen at PSX, and it was rumored that PSX was scaled back to make E3 better. And so I absolutely just expect this to finally, the rumors to finally be true. I expect to see Devil May Cry 5 at Sony's press conference this year. Will we see more than just a trailer? Will we see gameplay of this game? Yes. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I think if, if we. I mean, if we, I think if we see a trailer, we'll see a gameplay trailer. Like, I, I just think. Devil May Cry is, is not a game to just put out some teaser with the characters in it. Like, not after oh, all it's this. too late. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's way too late yeah. for that. You, you've yeah. got to show the game in action. You've got to see that monster combat. Hunter, that was 
a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. That, that was, so much. that was a really yeah. good debut. We got a really clear vision of what that game was going to look like. So. Did they add this? Was the story stuff on that same trailer? Was that the, like the end of it? A little bit of it, I believe. Yeah. Some dialogue in there, I think. But you basically you saw your character going through like the lush green forest and like yes. following the fireflies yes. and then, yes. like. Yes. But but to to say it was, like, focused on the story, not really. No. Right. It was focused on the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's a good trailer. Um. Yeah, I'm really excited for Devil May Cry 5. Uh, Resident Evil 2, I think, is another lock. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be back-to-back. I think we're going to have a little Capcom block. Yeah. Why am I so nervous about RE2? Because it's a really good game. It's I a, guess it's just Hubert. No, it, it just that it's just something's going to, the last minute, they're going to be like, I don't know, we can't do it. You know, like, I don't know. I just uh-huh. Maybe it's just Hubert that he's met so many times. Hubert's had us with so many false starts of just like, no, this is it. This is the time they're going <laughs> to announce is, it. Jones, I'm telling you, this one's it. Yeah? This is the E3. We're going to see Resident Evil 2 remake. And I just don't think it's been so long since that GameCube game first came out that I wonder if they're gonna just do some kind of hey look what we're doing with it. And people are like no, no don't do that. Uh, yeah, I mean we got lots of rumors about this as well, Jones, uh, that it won't be pre-rendered backgrounds like Resident Evil remake. Uh, that you know the camera will be over our, our shoulder. Um, but also rumors that it looks great, that it just looks visually fantastic. Boy, and I'm ready for that. Or that it's just like different. That like it's not gonna be the kind of thing. Where we're like, oh, we're in the police station. You're like, what is this room? And they're like, oh, we just changed a bunch of stuff. And you're like, uh, no, Jones, don't be I scared. I kind of want to just be the map. You don't know, be scared like, of that, no, Jones. Okay. When you say something like reports are, it looks really, really good with yeah. a, with a series that has been going on this long. It's like there have been so many points in Resident Evil history where it's where it's looked so good, and so yeah. you're like you're comparing Resident Evil Four, man. The, yeah. yeah, you're comparing the impact of the those graphics at that time to what these new graphics could be now, mm-hmm. and that's that's a tough battle. Yeah, that is a really <laughs> tough battle. Uh, Jones, I think you kind of have to change things. I mean, it's going to be a whole different design. Like, oh yeah, you know, and already one changed things. They just added stuff. Right. You know, like there there was a little different. Like, oh, there's a door there now. You know, and and I I appreciated that. But, uh, I, and I'm not, this is not a prediction level comment. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, you know, buckle up, it's gonna be rough. I just, my nerves, I'm rattled. I don't know why, Huber rattled me. I mean, it won't even be <laughs> screen by screen anymore. You know, you won't be able to use your old strategies. Oh, of course not. No, it's I'm not gonna expecting be, like, that, It's gonna be completely yeah. different. Uh, one thing I would like is just if Leon Kennedy looks the same. You know, it just has like the same, just like bright blue on his uniform. I would just <laughs> like the, like the look of it kind of to match with, like a 90s feel. Yeah. I. I don't want to take this, I don't want this to say the wrong way, but there's kind of like, in Resident Evil 2, there's this freshness, this like slight dopiness to Leon. Like he's yeah. still <laughs> a super cool character, yeah. but he's not the super cool Leon of Resident Evil 4, yeah. or Resident Evil 6, you know, where obviously he's had more experience with this stuff. And so, yeah, if they could kind of capture that freshness. It's his first day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man, without going too far, yeah. One game actually announced, uh, but is not a sure thing, but I think is very likely to show up, is Red Dead Redemption 2. I think that is going to be in Sony's press conference this year. I'm mm. I'm thinking that's a possibility more and more as days go by. Because just over the last week, Jones, they announced their versions, like the collector's right? edition and all those things. So they announced that you could pre-order it now. Well, you could always pre-order it, but they're like... And is that just specific. a sticky rumor that, like, it's going to have exclusive PlayStation stuff? Or is that something that they They announced said? that. They announced that. A long time ago. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think yeah. that's the clearest sign. Uh, and they did grab the the latest time, the last time Rockstar had anything really to talk about uh, was when, you know, GTA Five came to PS4. And, and that was so, a good trailer. That was, that was there, yeah. That was a really good trailer. And they were trailer. very sneaky about it. And so... Uh, yeah, Huber's positive. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I yeah I don't think it's completely without the realm of possibility. I just um, 
we just got a trailer. It has not been long since we got that last right. trailer. So, Jones, the exclusive stuff is multiplayer. I think it, we could see something that focuses more on multiplayer at Sony's press conference, maybe. Which is bonkers, because that's kind of the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, even yeah. kind of the second and third trailer, we were like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> that we're waiting for that news. Yeah. And so I'm, I would be surprised if we got something that would just kind of show multiplayer. We're like, yeah, that's multiplayer. And you're like, well, how does it work? What's, what am I looking at right now? Yeah. So like, that one will be one minute for sure, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think it'll be neat that it's there and I'm going to love what they show, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if like the actual trailer itself is kind of disappointing. Just in, it's not very robust. Yeah. And then I think like, you know, maybe on the Rockstar Twitter account, they'll be like, all right, more info in July or next month or later this summer. Yeah. We'll really get into detail about how that online works, but like maybe we'll just get Rockstar style gameplay with cinematic representation of players playing it. I believe Sony um, is paying millions. I believe Sony is paying millions and they want to say exclusive multiplayer content on PlayStation 4 this fall. You know, they want to say that. If we get all the games we've talked about so far on this table, I have a heart attack. No, that's actually what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. I think if we you, go to, could. you go down this list, and if, if the lineup is similar to what you've described, and we know Last of Us is going to be there, we know Ghost of Tsushima is going to be there, we know uh, Death Stranding is going to be there, we know Spider-Man is going to be there, we can just stop there, and that's still a pretty good E3. One if of the we, best. Yes. Yeah. And we take that train, and we attach Devil May Cry 5, mm -hmm. Resident Evil 2 Remake, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, that's like, a couple of years ago, that would have been like, Wildest Dreams, batshit insane E3. Yeah. And that's that could be our potential reality right now. It's so funny, Ben, yeah. I think people are worried that there won't be huge announcements, that there won't be huge surprises, but we're, like, just that lineup. These are some of the, like... But, like, anything they do with this stranding is kind of a crazy surprise, right? <laughs> yeah, man, this just what... Oh. And I, I guess we should end the conversation with what new announcements could be. Um, obviously, there's a lot of wishing for uh, uh, Shadows Die Twice to be Bloodborne 2 or to be something in that is announced for the PlayStation 4. Do we think that's going to happen in Sony's press conference this year at E3? It's like, um, it's like, it, was, like it was stacking a bunch of like really nice Pongs and uh, Pog, Pog, not Pongs, Pogs. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, look at this crazy E3. And Shadows Die Twice is just this slammer. It's, it's a slammer, <laughs> it's just, it's just a slammer man. Yeah. It's it weird, yeah. yeah. I get them on the fence because it's like we had that crazy teaser trailer which they wanted to get the word out and get people hyped. And so because we just got such a tiny glimpse, it's probably still a ways off and it's probably not the time to hear about something. But then that other side of me is like, why the hell give us that trailer then if mm -hmm. it wasn't leading up to something, if yeah. it wasn't the, the oh. amuse-bouche and they said, the y'all made fun of me. They said at the end of that one, like, hey, we're going to see it within the next year. Yep, and here we are. Yeah, and so it's, if it's not this, it's Gamescom or TGS yeah. or Paris Games Week. Or um, the Game Awards, again. It's this. And that's what I said. I thought it was the Game Awards last year, like it would count as within a year, yeah. you know? Uh, but it's not. It's, it's E3 this year. It's E3. It's E3 yeah. this you year. You bring that to E3. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if it's a Sony exclusive. I kind of get the impression it might not be, um, but I don't know. I just don't know why you would tease something without it saying, like it, to me it seems wrong to ever tease a game, and especially announce a game that may become exclusive later. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is the reason it's odd to me, that, and I don't think it would be like a Bloodborne 2 or a Sony thing, is it wasn't at uh, PSX. PSX, it was at right. the Game Awards. Mm -hmm. So that means to me that like it's gotta at least be multi-platform. Yeah. Assuming the lineup that we've talked about is accurate, yeah. Do you think you could do a Shadows Die Twice where you don't necessarily get a ton, you don't get a, a big, nice, super revealing gameplay trailer, but rather just a confirmation, and that's enough on top of all of the other goodness? Yeah, 
Yeah, they could give us gifts. Do you remember the Project Beast gifts? And how much you could just Vaguely. watch those? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they showed the transforming weapon. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was enough. The whole that point was, enough. was enough. That was enough. Yeah. yeah. They could just put up a gif. Like, here it is. <laughs> we'll show you more within the next year. Can you just like imagine the communication between like Sony and from Are the gifts ready? Yeah. Three, three. Yeah. Are the gifts ready? I mean, the crazy thing though is the the rate at which they develop games. I mean, that yeah. could be an October game. Yeah. <laughs> Was Dark Souls 3 last year? I feel like no, we had no, a year no, off. No, 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 no. We had a whole year off. That's, yeah. It was 2016. Yeah. yeah. It's time. This is the <laughs> first review, right? Or second no, review? No, it was the second review. Yeah. Alan, uh, no, not Alan Wake. Quantum Break. Quantum Break was the first review. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got a feeling. I got, I got a feeling. This could be, this press conference could be an all-timer. Like, it's hard for me to imagine it being bad. Right. It's hard for me to imagine yeah. this one going wrong. <laughs> I mean, they could hang bodies again, you know what I mean? They could, like, fluff it up. But still, at the core of that apple that we've peeled back is just all of these games. They because give, They give everyone atten in attendance, like, a, a shattered elbow as a parting gift. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, because of The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, you just, you just <laughs> get, like, this like weird floppy arm that, you know, it's a swag. <laughs> Wait, are you suggesting they like knock your elbows? No, on the way I'm out? saying that like they, oh, okay. they give right. you like some dumb little something cheek. to remember us by. <laughs> um, <laughs> or rubber hammers. Is anyone willing to make any weird guesses before we move on about what we might see? VR is going to be there in some capacity. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think it won't. Yeah, be. I do think so. I have a theory why. Uh, or their little pre-show. Oh uh, yeah, that's because they're, they're yeah. making announcements the every day away. leading up to the press conference, yeah. Jones, and like one of them is PSVR. I think they're. I think somebody looked at their lineup and made some dumps. And th what they're doing with the dumps is they're releasing them daily leading up to their E3 events. Do we do we have any like kind of soft feel good announcements of like, hey, we're gonna do another huge batch or significant batch of like PS2 on PS4? No. Ben, I think no old games will be announced besides Medieval or whatever else. I just yeah. always want that. It yeah, does no. feel like something that's out of character them. for what Sony's been doing. Like yeah. any kind that's of sick. like, here's sick. our new service, here's our TV guide, here's, you know, all that's like, I don't think that's happening. And if so, that's PSX. Like yes, that, that's the, sure, totally that, is. That's sure, to get sure, the fans sure. excited about very yeah. specific franchise-related stuff. Right, even if the, the uh, PlayStation Classic is a real thing, I don't think they'll really put it this, in this E3 press conference, you know? Yeah, it's it's... It's not big enough for E3. My dream is that all of these things come true and they show as well as they could and then they just get out there and they don't say anything and the mics are cut and they just like flash the PS the PlayStation Classic and then mm. they leave. Yeah. And they just they're like in a website or no, something and the website no, crashes. No, there's no website. So I think I think Sean sets it down on the stage and leaves and then it's just like do we take it? <laughs> <laughs> the whole audience is like what do we do? And then it's just like, this rushed. <laughs> do we do see this battle, live battle royale? Yes. At the Sony press conference. Oh. Do you like hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime! The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of June. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from England who focuses on audio for game cinematics and trailers. They are also heavily involved in sound design and sound implementation for games. They've worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Call of Duty, Injustice, Cuphead, and a load of indies. Check them out at www.sweetjustice.com. Audio. Andrew Reif. Unique to me design. Looking for a gift for that special someone they will treasure for a lifetime? 
or maybe a little something that says, I care. With rings and bracelets, necklaces, and more, Unique To Me Design has a wide range of custom-made jewelry for all tastes. Enter the coupon code ALLIES25 for 25% off of your order. That's etsy.com slash shop slash unique to me design. Mango. iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. L. Fanis. Hoag Law Business Law Firm, one of our mega sponsors. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. And now, that good business lawyer has a YouTube channel, one with one video, which Ian Hank has called really well-written, and another entirely different video, which Kyle Bossman once referred to by name. Check it out <laughs> at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law. Blue. Thank you, Total Biscuit, for making the industry you loved better. You will be missed. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. I do want to make it clear that Hoaglaw has more than two videos on that YouTube channel. You're giving him fuel, dude. I know, right. You're the next week it's going to be more I should yeah. just write it down right now. <laughs> more, there are more than two videos. Mentioned in last week's It's like episode. a sales point. More than two videos. <laughs> uh... Tuesday, June 13th, is the first day that E3's doors will be open, but it is also the last day of press conferences. It is the day of the Nintendo Direct, which is happening at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Do we expect this Nintendo Direct to look like the other Nintendo Directs? Do we expect it? Because sometimes there's a special E3 vibe to it. You know, they'll go like docu-style, they'll go out to Japan and shoot some things. Sometimes they'll just show us a Nintendo Direct like any Sometimes other. Sometimes they'll be Muppets. Yep. Yes, right. Yep. What do we expect to see out of this Nintendo Direct? They called it a Nintendo Direct. It's not a Nintendo yes. presentation. It's straight up yeah, Nintendo Yeah, before Direct. it was called a Nintendo Switch video presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's actually called uh, E3 2018 Nintendo Direct or the other way around, one of those two. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, one thing that's nice is that they're up front saying, we're not talking about 3DS. Forget that. But so. I did not see them say that. That's so good. I mean, they didn't say that, but they've said it will be about Switch. Okay. They, yeah. Got you. Ah. I, blood. I think they're still gonna. They're gonna still sneak some in. <laughs> they do this. You know what I mean? They're like, no, I mean, no, no, we're not gonna talk about the 3DS. The language is like, very clear. They're like, we're okay. gonna be talking about Switch titles. They Great. didn't really leave much room to say that they're gonna put in anything else. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I think that's that's there. I think that they probably. We'll spend a heck of a lot of time on Smash Brothers. Yes, that's where it yeah. starts. Smash right? Brothers is. Gonna, I think there might be a skit there, that opens. Yeah, I think about that's it. Smash I think Brothers. there's going to be a theme of Smash Brothers that runs throughout this. Yeah. I think that there may even be a chance that, like, somehow even games that are not Smash Brothers will be prefaced with some kind of Smash Brothers tie-in. Sure, that's an like. Idea. Yeah. Smash Brothers will be the the thing, the through line that goes to that entire video. Uh, Sakurai was confirmed to be a part of this Nintendo Direct. I hope uh, he does the uh, the motion, mm-hmm. the two hands forward. <laughs> Haven't seen it in a while, and I obviously really love that. Uh, I hope he carries that torch uh, still. 
But yeah, Blood, I could see Smash Bros. thematically being a, a, a common throughout, something that recurs throughout this entire thing. What if every single character in Smash Brothers, and this is not that hard to do, because right, there's, there's right. a precedent for that, but like, what if, say, they're announcing Animal Crossing, and like, <laughs> there's the, the menu of all of the fighters, and it like, goes to select Animal Crossing, and yeah. then, whoop, and that transitions like Yoshi. the announcement. Even like you're doing Yoshi, you, you know, you you're doing Fuzzball yeah. Yoshi. Even if, yeah, you get a yeah. good 15-minute uh, Yoshi demo, that'd be great. <laughs> Brandon, you wear your heart on <laughs> your sleeve, man. You know, let's <laughs> just say, they announce Animal Crossing, and it's great, and a shadow drop <laughs> I mean, there's not that many games you could think of them potentially revealing that wouldn't have a playable Smash Brothers character. Mm. Let me look at my list. Bloodworth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about some. We'll talk about some. But you're right. Feasibly, like most, most of them will absolutely have a representative in Smash Bros. Like they already do. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of characters left not to put it... Like, there's not a lot of characters that haven't been in Smash Bros. yet. ARMS characters. But, like, they're, Smash Bros. is pretty well covered at this point. Yeah. What's interesting about the Nintendo's direction that I expect to happen in this is there's going to be a lot of talking. So we're going to see gameplay, but they're going to be talking over a lot of it. And I think that's what's interesting that we're so excited during these press conferences, during the this, this, this stuff whenever we get directs or whenever we get uh, announcements like this from Nintendo at E3. But... I think if you were just watching us, like, we're not going to be reacting as quickly and freaking out about stuff. Like, we freak out about Mario jumping off the T-Rex or, you know, Metroid Prime 4. But when they're going through all of the little minutiae of what is going to make Smash Brothers operate, like how all the systems are going to work and new stuff, it's just going to be like, shh, be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to get all these details. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just crack that open, immediately start with uh, the Splatoon characters, show their abilities, because like, oh, we're yeah. familiar with them, we want to see what they do. Uh, and then, yeah, going through all the systems, and then, yeah, then it transitions to everything else. Yeah, Jones, this is interesting to talk about, because really the best format for what you're explaining is the Treehouse, which follows it immediately yeah. afterwards. which will be 3DS. <laughs> They'll start sure. the Treehouse being like, and on 3DS, this, this, and this. Like last year, we saw Metroid Which was crazy. Afterward. Yes. We were all just get, you know, grabbing our cases and going right out the door. And I, don't, wait. I don't think the first thing will be 3DS. I think they want to hook people into the stream first. So the first... Treehouse thing will probably be more Smash. Just go back to Smash, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that that's where you show off your new your new menus and demonstrations of, of like what your amiibo can do and things like that. And in fact, when they're ready to wrap up a different game, they'll just casually say, "And go back to Smash." <laughs> that's not <laughs> yeah. And back to Smash. You're yeah. right. Like every other hour, with yeah. more Smash Bros. <clears throat> it could work. People, I, I feel like fifty thousand people would watch yeah. all of them. They have this big tournament that's happening as well. Yes, um, to where they're doing Splatoon and Smash Brothers mm -hmm. um, stuff. Uh, I don't think Arms is part of that. It I don't. Not. It's just yeah. yeah. Sorry, Arms. But uh, but on. yeah. So I I don't know how that's all going to work out between the treehouse and the tournament going on. Uh, I think they happened before. Oh shoot! No no is no. Is the Smash Bros. tournament Sunday again? Smash Brothers is Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Okay, later that day. So I think ARMS might be Sunday or Monday. Sorry. Also, I'm totally Splatoon. wrong. No, they're I think open no, it's with Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, they're going to announce a new character. They're going to start with the Splatoon characters. Right. No, I think, I, think, I think they could very well uh, do Splatoon characters. I think we could see like some kind of like pickup, like continuation. You know, it's like we, we, we like go back to like that last shot and then move into like, okay, now what are they going to do? What is it going to be if like they defend themselves against those characters it's uh, gonna that be were silhouetted. It's going to be a crazy expensive CG trailer that yeah. I think is going to be five minutes long. I bet, I bet they're spending millions on a five-minute long trailer. Two. Two minutes? Two minutes. Okay. Yeah, five <laughs> is pretty crazy. But two is long. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah. for a presentation, like, considering it's, like, well, how do these usually run? Like, 50? 
Yeah, maybe, I think that's fair. Just too. under an hour. Yeah. So yeah, especially with Treehouse, like they don't get too nitty gritty. You know, they they try to like get out as many announcements as they can, and then like let Treehouse explain how Xenoblade Two works. Do you? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that was super necessary. Do you foresee a world in which the internet late night on Tuesday is complaining about Smash Brothers? That that already exists now. On any given Tuesday night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to imagine this being something that everybody's happy with. No, I, but I, there, I there will be nothing. It, no. There will be nothing. Yeah. The, <laughs> you could you could have Smash Brothers come out and say we've included all characters, everyone, <laughs> not just Nintendo characters, but any character that has been created, we've put into this game. And people will complain. Too many not characters. my dad, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you're 100% right, Ben. It, to me, it's interesting. I didn't think last year, we, we had the conversation. Nintendo's basically on the floor, focused on one game for the last two years running. We expect they'll do that again this year with Smash Brothers. Last year, I didn't predict it would be Smash Brothers. Mm. Smash Brothers isn't one of Nintendo's hugest franchises, actually. Uh, after the Wii U, after the that version, the Wii U slash 3DS version, um, like Mario Kart is a bigger franchise than Smash mm -hmm. Brothers is at this point, or maybe it always was. No, uh, Smash did best on GameCube. It was the best-selling game on the GameCube. But what if I told you Smash is one of the Nintendo's biggest franchises at E3, if not the biggest? You mean on like Twitch viewership? Well, yeah. No, just 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 in this arena specifically yes. E3. Right. Like we would be, we're more excited for a Smash Brothers E3 than we are a Mario Kart E3. Yes. I get what you're saying, and I, I get like that's the time to get people excited about Smash Bros. Um, I just feel like Ben. I just feel like um, there's something else. I really do. Like there's oh oh you're saying that that they're not just hanging their hat on this. Like there's gonna there's gonna be some huge surprises. Yes, another 2018 game. That's the vibe I'm getting. Mm -hmm. That's the feeling I'm getting. Blood, hmm. you too. Um, I mean, there's stuff that we know about and we haven't seen. You're Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. What else? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think Animal Crossing is definitely, like, with them doing the mobile game, like, it's, it's, it's the next thing. It's, it's coming up. Again, that's a game that's had so many years off where it's just like, it should be ready now. Yeah. There's also, like, Shimming on my Tensei 5. Yeah. Not that that's... It's like a huge quadrant of their floors. Right. Just designed, yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. Right. No, yeah. it'll, it'll have, that's a one-station right. game. Yeah. That's a one-station yeah, game. Like, we know Metroid Prime 4 exists now, so we, like, they've got to show anything. You know, a year later. Um, so, and do then, they gotta? I don't think they gotta. We saw a number, dude. I don't know. I, <laughs> I would, I would not be surprised if it straight skips E3. They're just like, eh. I was very confident that was a 2018 game until all the rumors about Retro's game is coming, like the Star Fox thing. Mm -hmm. That might be a 2018 game, as opposed to Metroid Prime Four. Right. No, I, th I think that's fine. But I, I, I still think that like they're going to, I even if it's a like another like short snippet of something like they're going to show that game in some form metro prime 4 yeah yeah you're right and like they they do gotta you're absolutely right that they gotta uh nintendo doesn't really do that i think too often bury a game for a few years and then bring it back um they'll bury a game forever but they, don't, <laughs> uh, they generally don't bury a game for too long uh what uh the weird project camera game that ended up being a, a sub game of star fox Oh, right. Uh, Project Guard? Yeah, Project Guard. Thank you. Yeah, that's like the example I could come of of, of one that right. was buried for a long time and then came back. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that, like, you know, I kind of lament with 
like E3 becoming more and more public is I, I feel like uh, Nintendo and a lot of other publishers like we're we're gonna stop seeing the games that might never get made. Mm-hmm. It is weird, ex- you know, like strange prototypes of uh, uh, was it like stage debut? Do you remember that or like yes, you know, the, use the, the Game Boy camera Wii, and like basically, yeah. yeah. Or no, it wasn't even the Game Boy Camera when I saw it. It was the GameCube or Game Boy Advance Game Eye, something like that. Yeah. But it was a camera that was never released. Uh, that Meowth party game where he's got a guitar. Yeah. yeah. They had like uh, Rollerama. I don't. I, that either never came out or it came out in a different form. Um, and then there was also like uh, I remember there was like a for the GameCube. There were third parties that ended up doing this afterwards, but Nintendo had like a first party like screen. That, like flipped up on the top of the GameCube. Yeah. And it was like, Metroid Prime looks amazing on that thing. Apparently it was 3D at one point for Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. that was not an E3. Right, right, right. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. stuff that like was on the Debut show Debut that they actually showed, Project Hammer, right? Just, yeah. And then it just disappears forever, yeah. Um, uh, I do think, sorry, there was one game that I, I was really attached to. Oh, yes, Ben. Let's talk about Fire Emblem. Okay. Should I envision a 3DS game with better resolution or can i please envision a full-on console fire emblem game may i it depends on what you mean by envisioning a 3ds game on switch do you mean like still like sprite based characters going into models or something like that uh the 3ds models were okay for the 3ds no Uh, no no, but what eventually got feet what i mean is do you do you are you saying like is there some sort of transition between map and clash essentially is oh, that what yeah. you're asking? Oh, or yeah. are you I mean, saying, I, does it, or does it look like the 3DS style? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think because they've made Fire Emblem games on consoles before, I envision you're going to get more of your Path of Radiance, Radiant Dawn, an evolution of that, or at least that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Me too. I, because, I, because, I, I, because I would be interested not? in something that's um, not exactly sprite-based, but kind of... Um, kind of has like a, an aesthetic to it that's a little bit more uh, are you potentially thinking like like Nino Kuni 2 world map chibi kind of character sort no, of no but I, I am like I'm also envisioning like at least in battle scenes like something that's like almost in a way like paper Mario and like um, like okay. it's 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 animated like it's not actually a sprite but it's like an animated thing on a 3d model that's for me, it's I'm having hard. a hard time explaining what's in my head. But yeah, yeah, the root of this discussion, the heart of it, Jones, is I wonder if this can be a mass appeal game. I wonder if Fire Emblem will be a game that sells very well for Nintendo this fall. Or, I mean, Awakening sold very well. I think that might be one of the best-selling one. I don't have facts to back that up, uh, and it would actually be too hard to look it up immediately. But uh, Awakening was a very good-selling yeah. Fire Emblem game. It like, turned things around for the franchise. Um, Jones... Do you see that happening with this, the Switch Fire Emblem game? I think it totally could, because I think that would fit into a trend that not only Nintendo is doing, but a lot of people, Yakuza, you know, where it's like, now is the time, if you have ever been curious about these games, this is, like, the best version of this game. Like, this is a really exciting leap in quality uh, for, you know, for gameplay, visuals, just the console that it's on. This is a really exciting time to invest in this franchise if you're not familiar with it. What's wrong, man? No, I mean, I feel like I can almost guarantee it. I, I think you're, you're seeing with both the 3DS and the Wii U, if there, was, if there was something that was either very successful, successful, or even moderately successful, and you bring an excellent version 
or an evolution of that onto Switch, it does really well. Yeah, like time Kirby. and time and time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. And so if you're gonna have something as well, as potentially well made as Fire Emblem and as well regarded as Fire Emblem, like yes, absolutely, I think a bunch of people are gonna jump on board. And it's you know well. what uh, we haven't talked about and I think we almost maybe have forgotten about? Hmm. Bayonetta 3. Oh no, we're, we're getting there. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, why, Blood? What do, you, what do you think they'll show of Bayonetta 3? I mean, I think that yeah, like they'll show the game. I don't think it will look incredibly different than From the last Bayonetta two. two. I don't expect yeah. that either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think again, like they've got enough spectacle going on, and they want to like always prioritize that frame rate. Sure. Um, and there's just, like there's only so much you can do on a Switch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think that uh, again the the timing for how long that's been announced. Like okay, it's. Let's start seeing what the game looks like. Yeah, I don't expect it to come out this year, but yeah, I, right, there's got to be a trailer. Yeah, I really feel like that's a like beginning of the year release. Just kind of thinking out loud here, the, the sensation that I got from Bayonetta 2 is it's like, hey, working with Nintendo, we made this thing mm -hmm. that other, otherwise wouldn't exist. Yeah. And so, so here's Bayonetta 2. And there's a lot of craziness in Bayonetta 2, but with Bayonetta 3, I wonder if you're like, okay, we're not, we're not in the same position where it's like, because of this opportunity we to make the sequel, we're working with the same people. Do you go even crazier, not just in terms of spectacle, but in terms of like how that game is presented, the story, the mechanics? Like, is, is this where you, you throw more of a dent into it? Yeah, it's funny, Ben. I think it needs to mature in a couple of ways. What I, are those ways? Um, I just think of, the, I think of the opening of Bayonetta 2. Uh, that's where like Joe Pesci is just like carrying a bunch of boxes for Bayonetta, uh, and it just seems like it seems low quality. Do you know? It, Man, it I seems love like, it. Yeah, it's, just, it's very. No, campy, I definitely right? get what you. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. It, between like, there's there's that between like the the like hammy uh, like story stuff, and then the other thing is like how they kind of like switch into like 2D cutscene comic book mode. That that I completely agree yeah. with, but as far as hamminess goes, like that. That's kind of what it is, you know? I, I don't, the, 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 the over the top, the cheesiness, the Joe Pesci look-alike, yeah. that is Bayonetta. Like at, w at what point, <laughs> do you how many that, things yeah. do you change and then suddenly it's a totally different thing? Yeah. But what I do want to say though is, if you have a Devil May Cry 5, Suddenly, there is direct competition in a way oh, that there really yeah. wasn't with Bayonetta 2. Right. Like, yeah. well, unless you count like Metal Gear Rising, but that was also Platinum. Uh, so, this will yeah. be the face-off, and I don't think it'll compare that well. No, Devil May Cry is going to destroy it because it's, yeah. it's the first time we've ever seen it, and it's going to be on a much more powerful console. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think we're just yeah. going to get a really cool uh, kitchen sink crazy gameplay thing. It's going to cut between a lot of different fights. And it'll be great. It'll be like, oh, okay, that's, that's what we can expect from that. Like, I, I don't see a lot of story elements. I don't see them, like, really introducing, like, this is what's different. I'm coming completely out of left field because I have not played either of those games. Jones, um, I... I just didn't want to envision it. I envision it. Now is the part where we talk about Bayonetta. Look at the gameplay. Okay, more information later. Kamiya yeah. has never disappointed me. No, I'm just it's going to be disappointing. Right. It's going to look but great. It's going to draw the direct comparison. Right. It, it, Un unavoidably. Of course. Yeah. Right? Like, it, how... You can't get away with not comparing... Those two things. I'd like to go to the realm of her hair monster. I'd like to go with that. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of cool. You know what you I mean? Like you need a twist. You need a hook. You need to say. But that's that's you're what doing I'm saying. Is is done it before? Like you, you think about that reveal trailer, right? And it seemed like Bayonetta was in danger. 
Yeah, and that that's we've not we haven't really seen this character like that. Like Bayonetta right. has never really been in danger in that way, and so I, I wonder if you do have some sort of crazy twist here. Like I'm not necessarily gonna say that it's it's what we expect or it's just gonna be more Bayonetta. I don't I don't think we can justifiably say that with confidence. Oh, uh, we have an update. Fates outsold Awakening slightly, it seems. Thank you, Ian. No problem. Um, <laughs> that is that's the follow-up that was also on uh, 3ds yeah. right and that's a version that has three different things yes. I and I feel like that's cheating because it, ha it had like the two different retail versions yeah and it was pretty close it was by like just a bit okay. so yeah I, don't know. I gotta I, give it up people I mean, get so mad when I make fun of fates technically it had three different versions because it had you, you could buy birth rate of conquest separately or you could buy all three of them together otherwise you had to get Revelations digitally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot on top of that. Mm. Um, I, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the retro Star Fox game, um, racing game, the Star Fox racing game, which was a really funny rumor that, that we got to talk about a couple of weeks ago. Um, is that an E3? I hope so. Yeah. If it exists, I would think so. I mean, otherwise, I don't know like why it would have started leaking. Right. Yeah, right. It just seems like Nintendo leaks so uh, infrequently that if it does happen, it means it's coming soon. And I think that's going to be pretty cool. It's just like a Star Fox racing game. I'm so pumped for that. I'm pumped for the debut. I'm pumped to see how it works. I'm pumped to see what it looks like. I'm pumped to care about the dumb story. Uh, for some reason, I'm much more excited for like this weird plot line in which the Star Fox team has to be in a racing competition than I am for him to just like redo the story of, of 1 and 64 again. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it made me so mad. Star Fox Zero was like, let's do it again. It's like, come on. <laughs> Here we get like, this is such a weird offshoot that it has the potential to be so exciting. And I guess if you're still wondering, it's just, it's the pedigree of retro. Like the, again, Ben, they've never disappointed, right? No. They've never made... Like, they've disappointed in ways that you're like, oh, I wish they're working on something else, but their games themselves have never been bad. But but I think they've they've transcended even the label of never disappointed, because, like, when Tropical Freeze was announced, they're like, oh, it's not Metroid, and then you play Tropical Freeze, and you're like, I'm sorry for ever doubting you. Yep. Where it's like, it's like you, you feel like this self-punishment. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Do you think we'll get story, though, from Star Fox Racing E3 trailer? Yes. Yeah, man. From I, that I, first I glimpse? Do. Okay, yeah. cool. That would be neat. I'd, I'd, I'd be... Uh, I'd be charmed by that if there was some want, just fun excuse I want excuse Falco for... wearing shades, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if this Starbucks racing game is true... Boof! <laughs> you know? Oh, and do you think... I'm gonna be telling my grandkids about this. Yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna be telling my grandkids about this. <laughs> Sorry, Jones, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just wonder if there's gonna be... Uh, there's a lot of, like, team racing games coming out. I wonder if there's gonna be, like, a team component where, like, you're actually racing with all of them. Or if it's like sure, yeah. Or if like Falcon's gonna give him some attitude, or it's just like eat my dust, Fox. Right? Like, why would we want to beat Slippy in a race? Yeah, I get that. That's actually kind of interesting, Jones. Uh, Slippy's our mechanic. D no, right? No, <laughs> that trailer ends with Slippy winning, and you're like, uh, and, it, and then it goes pure now, and you're like, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. I gotta see why that happened. Yeah. Uh, you're right, because, yeah, it'd be so fun to just select your character. Like, I don't have to be Fox McCloud. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, yes. Oh. Slippy. It's, it's truly exciting to think that this is a game that we can see this year. I wonder if it's a game we'll play this year. I don't know. It, it's it's really... I definitely... like. It's almost a lock for seeing it. Lock for trailer. I don't know if it's a lock for playing it. What do you think, Panel? Um, I'd be surprised if it was playable. 
Yeah, I'm on let's, the fence. Let's, let's yeah. weigh in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's been enough time that there's a chance. Yeah. There's been a long time. So I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say yeah, too. Uh, we saw a leak earlier this week that uh, Fortnite and Dragon Ball Z fighters, sorry, Dragon Ball fighters will have Switch versions. Um, I think that was kind of expected. That's not like, oh, E3's ruined kind of leak. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as Fortnite came out on mobile, it was like, yeah, they're doing <laughs> yeah. Switch. Excellent point. That's Excellent happened. Point. That's coming. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. But I do expect this to be heavily emphasized within their press conference. I, I, sorry, they're, they're Nintendo Direct. I oh, expect sure. this to be a, a section. Just like, isn't it huge? We got Fortnite now? Like, I expect that to be they a big deal. They love their little sprinkled on additions. What the heck could you bring to Fortnite that would be Switch exclusive? Because it wouldn't be something you could like bring into the game. It would Nothing be console exclusive. Yeah. Nothing in multiplayer, but in, in it's really easy to imagine the stupid skins and things that we could yeah. do in, in what's oh, it yeah. called? Save the night mode? Save the world. Save the world mode, yeah. I mean, that's also multiplayer. Like, you are playing that with other people. You're not playing against them. But, Sorry, uh, I'm in Battle Royale. Yeah. They don't allow any exclusive stuff, any platform exclusive stuff no. in a Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's Jones, like, even a character, even like playing as, like, Link, you could do that in Save the World mode, you know? Yeah, but I also feel like Fortnite is in a position where it doesn't need to do any of that. It just needs to. Oh, but Nintendo wants it. Sure. They'll, like, say, hey, we'll pay you a million bucks to put Link into this. You know, like, I could just foresee it going the other way. Hmm. Those tiny announcements always have some kind of product screen at the end where they're like, and if you order now, blah, 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 you'll get some extra thing. Right. Are, you, like, are you suggesting Amiibo for Fortnite Jones? <laughs> oh, dude, you said it. I didn't. You did it. You suggested this. I didn't suggest this. There's too many characters. Who do you yeah. Who what? Do you make it up? Yeah, yeah which and one? John no, no. Wick. Yeah. Yes! Yeah, yeah. The John Wick John. Amiibo! He is the most famous, I would say, of, of those characters. Wow. Get that John Wick Amiibo. Get, get the John Wick Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, yeah, again, like, yeah, that's just coming. Uh, I don't expect that to add anything, but it might be, like, all DLC will be included when this game finally comes out. Uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. All right. I don't know about this one. I don't know if it's going to be part of this presentation or not. I don't think it... It, what it might it, not be. Uh, I don't think it has to be. Right, because they could just do it in Treehouse later on. Yeah, could this get the Samus Returns treatment? Yeah, it totally could, I think. I could foresee that. Which is strange. I mean, it's a huge game to be coming out on their platform exclusively. Kind of sad. Yeah. Because it, it is a big return. But mm. when you see what it is, when I you just, see that it's like top-down like game. It's a different thing. Yeah. It's not Nintendo published. I feel like if it were going to be an E3 in some form, like I would have heard something about it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, wow. there you go. Okay. If it was going to be there. End of story. So, somebody whispered in the blood's ear. Okay. Okay. So we know for sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, what, like, uh, <laughs> was it two years ago that you interviewed Suda? You know, mm-hmm. it's like they, they reach out about that kind of stuff when, when he's around. You think there'll be a version of Mario Maker? Is that happening yeah. this year? I want so? it so bad. I okay. think it's coming. I don't oh know God, for sure if it'll be this so good. Ian, how does it work, though, with just the one screen? What? How does it work with one screen? Perfectly fine. It didn't need two screens before. I needed that tablet, I guess. You know what I mean? I needed to yeah, be able to draw. Yeah, the switch is a tablet. Yeah, you just pick yeah. it up and yeah, and maybe it will come with a little pen or something, um, or you can like buy one. Come with a pen is actually really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way you worded that. Or you could like buy one. <laughs> like, well, because I, I mean, people have talked about like I think Nintendo, that there are ones that are already like already exist that might, that would work on it. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, Mario Kart DX said, like, we got to add stuff. Uh, Pokin had to add stuff. Um, Bayonetta didn't really add stuff when they made their Switch versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Toad is adding some levels from Odyssey. I suspect that Mario Maker would have to add things. Paper Mario yeah, would be absolutely. sick. 
Ooh, a Paper Mario aesthetic. That'd be well, very done, cool. You found yeah. one. Yeah. I could not think of a thing, and you like kind of cracked it. Well, I'm just, uh, that's like the bottom of the, not the bottom of the barrel, because they're excellent, but like the last of the side-scrolling styles, you know. Um, Mario 2. Uh, Mario 2. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like a black sheep, though, isn't it? Like... Isn't that game what, weird? The problem sort with it of, is they'd like, have to add so many more extra like physics and like lifting and things like yeah. that. They'd have to add I'm a buying lot. it again. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I already pre-ordered it. Make it work. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like Mario Maker to me is one of those games where, like, yeah, when they bring it out, it's not just going to be like, oh, we added this thing. It's going to be we're adding this, and then a couple of months later we're adding this, and it's just going to keep. Oh, that's like, such a, it's a real games as a service opportunity. Yeah, so like right. it really yeah. will be like, we're relaunching this game on a platform where it's going to be even more successful when it was already crazy successful. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. all jokes aside about the Mario 2 stuff and then adding things, like what a great thing to be able to say about a game, at least from my perspective, where I think the quality of Mario Maker is so high that like, yes, I'll, you don't, even if you don't have anything, I would still be immensely excited. Yeah, same. I really, really love that game. The idea of it being on a platform that's as huge as a Switch uh, again, it's just like if you think of the community, the, the, the levels you'll see, it's, it's amplified. Right, which is, what again, <laughs> sells the online. What if yeah. I told you it was the system it deserved? Yeah. Right. Though, I honestly think it'll be a worse version than the Wii U version. That's probably true. I love just having it. I guess I love being able to edit on my tablet and then play on the screen. But it will live even longer. Yes, it will. It will live even longer. Um, Technically, you could still edit on the tablet and play on the screen. You just have to put the tablet in, in the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? I don't have to it's get like up whatever. off the couch. Yeah, that sucks. Um, do we expect any more new game announcements from Nintendo? Uh, I just I wonder if, uh, because we're talking about the actual functionality of the system, mm -hmm. are we gonna get any like jazzy new Joy-Cons or like oh, there will be jazzy some new other Joy -Cons. weird thing? The Smash Bros, you know, man. Like, yeah. like we at least need the, the GameCube converter again. Um, we already know it works on Switch currently, so maybe it won't even look different, but I expect it to look different. Right. I expect there to be a Switch version of the Smash Brothers controller. But I, I do think that, yeah, anything like that will just be like the tech on screen at the end of whatever, that part, and then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, next part of the presentation. Do you, I mean, is the GameCube controller still necessary for Smash Bros when the Switch Pro controller exists? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really think that <laughs> as good as the Pro controller is and, and, and perfectly functional, like those players are just, they're going to want it. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be an easy there, thing to sell more GameCube controllers. Well, no, hold on. we got to talk about this because I think I've, I've long been horrible at this franchise. Ian knows what I'm talking about. And I'm I, trash at it. And yeah. I, I think like this might be the time to finally put up or shut up and like train and get good at this game for the inevitable tournament that we're going to do that I'm going to get. And, like, <laughs> It'll be more tournaments, man. We're going to be playing this game. Yeah, you, you said single tournament. I yeah. think we need right, to... Right, right. So I don't want to like, I love that Pro Controller. I don't want to like practice on the Pro Controller and then we just break out nothing but GameCubes when we do the tournament. And I'm like, well, I'm not versed in this. Yeah, you can play how you want to play. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, it's, it, Jones is right in this weird aspect of like, it's always annoying when somebody has like their own controller that like, I, sorry guys, I have to, back out, back out. I got to switch control. You know what you're, I mean? You're like, saying this yeah. for the guy who makes us go from normal to inverted? This is what I mean, the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. back out, But back we already out. do it. Back we already out, do invert. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a difference between controller preference and common sense. I mean, there's just like, uh. there's two completely different topics. Here. You're right, Jones. Get... There is a difference. Um, I guess Nintendo has said, like, we want to focus on 2018 games, and so it's hard for me to imagine too many new game announcements. Sure. 
Yeah. But I think they're there. I, I think they're there. They're going to shock me. We'll be talking about it afterward, and I'm going to be saying, wow, I did not see that coming, even though I'm saying I didn't see it coming right now. But, you I can't mean, say things like that, man. It's happening. I mean, but it's I mean Animal Crossing, Crossing is a game announcement if it does happen. <laughs> but I can uh, see it coming. Star Fox is coming. a game announcement if it but does happen. I can happen. see that coming. There's going to be one thing I haven't seen coming, John. Yeah, okay. And I, I, I just, as a podcast producer, I can't prepare for it. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they're going with it. I never know with Nintendo. I just, like, there's just the X factor that makes their thing so special, you know? I just want to know if, F0, uh, if uh, Star Fox turns out to be an F-Zero crossover, are you just going to melt? Daniel Bloodworth. I mean, I think it's half expected because of the stuff <laughs> Well, like forget that. about it then. Half expected, sir. He knows. I mean, they, they reached out to him like, like Suda and everybody. They <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> the, uh, cool, I didn't know that. I think we were kind of joking James, about it when you that first You have James McCloud in right. F-Zero, totally. X and GX, yeah. And that would seem like a... I just... I think that would be a very comfortable uh, transition, but then it would be in the title, right? Do you make a Star Fox game? Well, like, yeah, F-Zero's in it, but we're, you know... I, I think, it honestly, I think much, F-Zero so. just doesn't have a lot of, um, uh, what, do you, what do you say, like a Hollywood term? Like, it doesn't have a value, you know what I mean? Like Cachet. I, I, yeah, it doesn't have a cachet. Pull. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and okay. Jones, but like, I kind of with Bloodworth in that, like, it'd be stupid not to. You look at the amount of characters you have in the Star Fox universe that are bankable, you don't have a lot. Like, please don't make Andros a driver. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, wow, what? Wolf will be a driver. It's, let Wolf drive. Like, let let Andros be a driver. This is nonsense. Mm, no, he's so stupid. I just hate that guy. I hate that man. Um, but <laughs> F-Zero has so many characters. It has so many unique characters. That, let's just bring three yeah. over. Why not? Well, I what I think could be, though, is, like, somehow... Uh, Again, like you, you imagine this, they're probably going to be going planet to planet or whatever. Mm, and yes. so, like one of those planets ends up being like an F zero. And when you when yeah. you find that secret route, you're going off to a dip, another planet that you wouldn't have been able to had you not found that secret route, and it's going to feel really good. Oh, like a shortcut, but it's not a shortcut. You're just going off into some world. You're, yeah, you're, you're in a different world. That's oh. not just some nice little shortcut. You're uh, in a different place. Ooh. You're in a different storyline. Yes. You're slippy suddenly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm picking Slippy. I'm starting out with Slippy. Of course. Uh, shoot, what's like the lady cat's name? I did a whole video about her. I think just Cat. Cat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cat. Like, Cat will be a selectable character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting too excited I'm not going to be picking Cat. Okay, am I alone, by the way, in thinking there's a new game announcement for this year? No. This no. sounds like a pretty healthy offering for 50 minutes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it's E3. Sure. It is Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Switch. I want to know what that boost gonna look like, because you got the big world. We're going into Hyrule. And we got the big world there, and then last year, you know, uh, the the New Donk City really sold. Like you were like, oh, we're in New Donk City. Yes. Where's like, is there that one environment from Smash? Like, oh, we're on that map from Smash. Would that play? Stop. Yeah, like Final <laughs> Destination. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, or just... or is it just gonna be a bunch of statues? Just characters if all it was over the place. Modeled after Final Destination, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> It could be, I mean, it'd be a great photo op, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So all a lot of people photo taking photos of their yeah. favorite characters. And you get yeah. weapons. You can, like, hold the items and things like that. Yeah. You can hold the hammer. We do know that they're doing the weird thing um, with the barcode signups for... Explain that to everybody, because not yeah. everybody knows about this. Yeah, thing. so, basically, and what's weird is I thought it was supposed to happen today, and so, like, I'm a little worried that, like, not sending them out to media registrations. Uh, but uh, they're people that are registered for E3... I bet the gamer pass people got those emails, blood. Yeah. Okay, continue. 
but Nintendo's supposed to send them barcodes and then, uh, or, or no, they send them a thing to sign up. It's an equivalent to FastPass, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you sign up for a barcode and then like you basically set a scheduled time to play Smash Brothers in the booth one time during the show. Yep. So what they're essentially doing is keeping that line from wrapping all the way around the building again. And the stupid mad dash. It's trying to prevent all yeah. those things. I think it's smart. It's kind of an indicator to me that my dreams of anything else being in that booth are kind of moot. Like, if they're that focused, if they're doing this thing just for Smash Bros, it's probably just Smash Bros. Well, to me, it actually is sort of, I think it could be the opposite, to where, like, they're already going to have a big line for the booth. Let's trim it down and, like, only have people show up to Smash Bros for their appointments. Okay, yeah. So And the long on. line can be for the Star Fox game. Yeah. But I think, like... Jones has a really good point in that they spend money. They get, like, Disneyland-caliber uh, people to create their sets, basically, at E3. They have the best booths. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's not only the kind of situation, like, the, the dragon from Monster Hunter. Like, oh, wow, it's at E3, and then it's at PSX, and then it's at, you know, PAX. And then, like, that, that stuff moves. Mm -hmm. They reuse that stuff. And, like, New Donk City didn't go anywhere else. That was just an E3 thing, gone. <laughs> well, it you know, so, like, I wonder if Gamescom. Okay. I don't know. I do not know either. I wasn't or there. Or TGS, just, maybe. Um, uh, no, they Nintendo don't go to show TGS. Up oh, TGS. yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. I so. kind of think it was that. It was like a one-time event. Zelda, right? Like, they just set that stuff up. They had like, oh, man, that booth was amazing. Yep. They had yeah. the creatures. They had this environment. It felt like you were there. My, yeah, my the sky dream is there. it's just one big fight throughout, literally, that just runs throughout <laughs> the whole thing. So you can see people, uh, characters targeting other characters. And, Ooh, like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's cool. You know. Dude, can you imagine how can you imagine how crazy next year's Metroid Four, like it was? I thought it was gonna be this year. Yeah, it was supposed to be this. This was supposed to be Metroid Year. Well, yeah, but if it's next year and they make a but at least we have a Metroid Year coming. Yeah, it is a Metroid Year coming. It's like Alien. You're like in a ship. And they only it's only it's only Metroid E3. And yeah, earlier I didn't mean to rag on Smash. Obviously, we're all excited for them to emphasize it heavily. To me, it kind of seems like diminishing returns. It seems like Zelda's a huge year, and they're going to sell millions of that. And it seems like Mario's a huge year, and it's, they're going to sell millions of that. And it seems like those are worthy things to focus on. I just wonder if Metroid is a worthy thing to focus on entirely, to put all of your beans, that's a phrase, into Metroid Prime 4. Um, like, is it worthy of all the beans to put it into Smash Bros.? Is that a is that a bean worthy? Oh, game? Smash Brothers for sure. Yeah. The, the thing is though, is I feel like we th there were conversations like this uh, when they just focused on Breath of the Wild. There were. It was the yes, exact same man. thing when they're like, "Yes, really, Nintendo? Yes, it's just going to be Zelda. You're not going to talk about anything uh, else." I was floored. Yes. Yeah. You had to do the applause Ethically, thing. Yeah. You had to go and applaud for it. Yes. I still don't believe. You know, you that. know what they say about like when you assume too much. Like, yeah, yeah I think it is very easy, and maybe maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe it is Smash as we expect it, but. Mm. Who knows? The potential I think Smash is, there. is convention ready. You have yeah. a lot of people. They're going to have very different experiences. They're going to pick very different fighters. Have all sorts of conversations about that. You got the yeah. tournament. Mm -hmm. You got. I mean, you could just play Smash for eighteen hours on you know Treehouse. Like, yeah. I think, it has I, th to be I think that baby's going to have tons of legs during the show. I think it has to be pretty different from what we saw in Wii U for it to be the focus of E3. Do you remember in the trailer? Yeah, the Inkling Girl. She's afraid. Yes. Of what's coming. <laughs> it's too That's much a message. Yeah, that was a message. That was a message. Set the tone. Yes. Yeah, I think like I think it, What if the booth is just fire? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's uncomfortable to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta play this game though. Yeah. And like there's like a, always like a if I told my brother I came all the way out to Los Angeles and didn't play Smash Brothers, but And there's a nonstop oh rumbling, Jones, and there's always just like a 
the whole time. The whole you're just waiting in line. Like it's just you don't feel yep. right being there. They want to make you uncomfortable. This is yeah. a joyous time. I just I think it means a thing. This is a joyous time. I think like the, when they announce like final smashes for uh, the Wii version, right? Like I just think it needs something like that. It needs that that just like here's something like stupid and new. Here's a big stupid new thing. I think it does need that in a way. To garner the attention. What's up, Ian? I have a legit question. Please. Do you think that uh, Smash... Because to me, from my perspective, where I never really played a lot of Smash, to me it seems like Smash has its ravenous fan base, and then like it's, it's more polarized than a lot of other Nintendo titles, where like Zelda has a really far reach. I think a lot of different people get into it. A lot of people love it and play it. Yeah. Like a wider audience. Whereas Smash is more focused, maybe. Well, what's interesting I, I is, is that, that. that wasn't true before. Before, like Zelda games didn't sell as well as Smash games. Yeah. I think we've seen a swap right, with the sure. Switch. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think there are a lot of Nintendo properties in recent memory where you could say that, where it was like, oh, this doesn't have that big of a reach, and then it expanded. But I don't even think that's true in the case of Smash Brothers. I think Smash Brothers already had, like, no, not. Mario Kart levels or mm -hmm. Mario specific levels, but but in comparison to a lot of other Nintendo properties, I think Smash Brothers had a a fairly wide reach that could be enjoyed very seriously or very casually. Yeah, I, they always try to add new things, right? Like we use new things was eight player Smash and Mies, yeah. and I think some of those fell flat, particularly the Mii stuff. I hope that's not emphasized in this one. But the but the eight player thing was super fun, and I, I think it was pretty successful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben, it's right. You're right, and just a, it's a common theme throughout this entire discussion of Nintendo. Uh, still, is is the Wii U the reason those games weren't huge? Is the Wii U the reason that right. Smash Bros. for Wii U wasn't a big deal? Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of think you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't expect it to be called Smash Bros. for Switch. I think I think it has a whole other word at the end of it. I hope so. Can I throw out a weird thing? We're moving on. Weird we're gonna thing. we're gonna like fusions. <laughs> oh my god. That's my that's like my weirdest theory is fusions. <gasps> Just like Mario fusing with Link in the <laughs> middle of a match. Like you 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 both characters both players have to agree to a fusion and if you do like you can fuse in with each other. What I, my dream is that they you see two characters mm -hmm. and then they fuse and then you get some Nintendo figurehead like you get Bill Trent and he just goes Bet you didn't think we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so smug. Bet you didn't see this coming. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, will, that's my dream. Is there something that will Link's motorcycle make an appearance? Yes. Guaranteed. Item? Yeah. Probably not like a side B, but like as an item. Absolutely. Another thing that I want to say, like on a fundamental level, isn't Smash Brothers just pick your favorite Nintendo character or non-Nintendo character, potentially, and have a good time. Yeah. That's a pretty broad appeal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, I, and I feel like that broad appeal actually gets lost in how many characters are in the game now. I think, like, I think when somebody sees a Fire Emblem character turning into a dragon, they almost get turned off. Just like, oh, okay. But, but don't you reach a certain point where you get a large enough roster that it, you can just ignore that side if you want to? I don't think so. I think it, I think it gets... Uh, Overwhelming to to mm -hmm. like Ian, who just like it feels overwhelmed by Smash Bros. To mm. Jones, who's yeah. even like I don't know, right. like, I've never yeah, really like got what's, into it. What's Greninja? What? Yeah, to me, it's the mechanics and controls that get me. Yeah, like I wonder if you like lose smile, Final Smashes. I wonder, like I just like I think 
obviously, you'll be able to play this game with a stupid sideways controller. You were able to play it with a, a, a Wii controller before, like you will be able to play right. this game with a sideways Switch controller, no question. And so I think there's going to be some simplification in some way, but there will be fusions, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Samus will be able to fuse with Kirby, who's already done it many times. I know you have an envision you're envisioning something that it looks like. Yeah. It's not that. <laughs> it's it's, it's like Samus's armor with Kirby like puffing out of it. Yeah. So like all the folds in the armor is just like a pink. Ooh, I mean, like, Kirby already fuses with everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and not just the smiley what? face. Don't the imagine helmet. that. It's not like that. It's I honestly hope it's not like cool. I hope yeah. it's like kind of gross. Yeah. When, when, when Horrific they go every time. Right. Yeah. They I know. Scream. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, when they go, I bet. I bet. Like, ah. But you didn't think we could do that. We're like. Oh, you should have. Like when they showed, like, and there's amiibo of all of them. The Mies, with, like, the Mies had, like, really the gross like, about it, The more it actually seems impossible. The Knuckles me, it was like, God. That's the one to point out. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. going to be, all of them will look exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. It is time for love and respect. Love, love and respect. respect. Now that we have the fast Rufus, Doofus. Yeah. This seems slow. It's, it's, I feel like he was really dragging that was, one on, Rufus. But I think we need it. Um, you need to take that break. I'm getting like, like I'm feeling like really weird E3 vibes right yeah. now. Like I'm a little excited. I feel like I should have had more water. I only had a Red Bull throughout the entirety of this podcast. Uh, like just, I, just, just fusion, bouncing around in your brain. <laughs> it's just I don't have these conversations. It's so nice to just sit down at a table and have these conversations, like straight out. Let's talk about the things that are going to be at E3 and the things that could be at E3. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. It lights me up. It is so fun. I'm feeling woozy. Uh, <laughs> let's play a game. Let's have more fun. This game, and again, I'm in E3 mode. Sorry, anybody who sent anything that's not about E3, <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> See you in two weeks. This is a fun game to be able to talk about um, the things that happened at last year's E3, our last year's E3 awards. It's basically a memory test. No, no. But it's also fun for me to think about these things. I, I love stuff like this. So this comes to us from Brandon K. Gone. Hmm. Um, I think I picked one from you a few weeks ago. Whatever, it's a good game. Uh, with E3 season now in full effect, previews coming to an end, and everyone gearing up for the show in just a few days, yup. I thought it would be fun to look back at your E3 awards and see if you agree with yourselves. Oh, Each okay. category nominee will be listed, and you must guess what won oh. and if you did well. Because your winner released uh, and was worth your praise fell short of the high expectations, we're still waiting on it, or another nominee should have been selected. Thanks for taking my game. If you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. We had a category called Best Surprise. Our nominees were Mario and Rabbids, Kingdom Battle. Hard to remember a time where we like hated that game, right? Yeah. And and E3 last year proved otherwise. Dragon Ball Fighters was a new game at E3 last year. Oh. Besides Damiani already like telling us it existed, uh, like that should would have been like the crazy. The surprise was still there, and like still. Arc System Works made a full-on Dragon Ball Z game, and it was a long line. And People just loved it in D3. how good it looks. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 and Metroid Samus Returns. Mm. There weren't a lot of leaks or rumors about us seeing a Metroid game at E3 last year, and then those just two plopped in. Shadow of the Colossus, Anthem, Metro Exodus, Monster Hunter World, and Beyond Good and Evil 2. Which game won? What was the best surprise? Dragon Ball? 
No. Mario and Rabbids. Probably Mario no. and Rabbids. I remember pushing for Mario and Rabbids and it didn't win. Didn't oh. win. And I was um, salty. I believe Monster Hunter World won. <laughs> no, we gave it to Metroid Prime 4 and Metroid uh, okay. Samus Returns. Okay. I don't right. like it. Revisionist history. There. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't think we made the right call there. I still yeah. think it should have been Rabbids. I kind of like it wasn't we it's had, not about the spirit there of was so much history going into it and we had like it wasn't a matter of like what's it finally going to be it was just how it was, how is it going to meet our crazy expectations mm-hmm. or, man I kind of think Dragon Ball Fighter should have won yeah 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 any of those to me John's like just putting up a title saying Metroid Prime 4 we won't tell you who's developing this yeah it's kind of like well then shove off <laughs> you know it's like good job good job putting a title on the screen and then, uh, nothing again for 12 more months you know like I, I I, that's easy to say now. Yeah. But in the heat of the moment, yeah. with a Metroid potion, you may make decisions <laughs> that you might regret. We yeah. have a Metroid potion. And for I think sure. it's, I think, it's I just, think that is a, that's the thing. It's the freshness of it all. Yeah. Like I, now, like we've seen just that logo. That's all there is to look at. Like yeah. we're we're gonna see Metroid Prime Four gameplay, and it's just gonna be like, I'm sorry for any negative thing that I said or any positive thing mm-hmm. that I said that could have been interpreted. Right, we'll want to play this game again next right, week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do want to say Metroid Samus Returns is a really cool game. Yeah. And that was a cool game just to come out of nowhere and like, here's the gameplay. Here's We're going to play through a lot of this, actually. They showed you getting a lot of items. I mean, that was the biggest surprise for me, too. Yeah, they went into I it. Because I had out. just been in that studio. Oh, yeah, and you didn't even see that. Yeah, I was just there looking at their other game and like, yeah. oh, that part of the that place that I couldn't walk into, that's why. Blood. <laughs> that game... If you if you hundred percent it, kind of teases like, hey, we got more to remake. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think we'll see that? Do you think we'll see more <laughs> from Mercury? I don't right? think we'll see it. Mercury E3. Steam is the name of the studio. I don't think we'll see it at E3. Okay. All right. Yes, we yes. Um, best press conference. Our nominees were the Xbox press conference, the PC gaming show, Ubisoft, Sony. And Nintendo looks like we just left off EA. So that looks, <laughs> yeah, our nominees yeah. are all of them uh-huh, but EA. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you remember what we gave it to? Ubisoft? Was the best yeah. yeah. Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft had the best press conference last year. Yeah. They had a ton of surprises. Really good vibes. A lot vibes. of emotion. BGN2 yeah. ended it. Uh, Mario Roberts played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Starling came out of nowhere. It's like, all right. <laughs> uh, Skull and Bones, again, like, kind of... I just said like, hey, we're not... It's not just about games out of nowhere, but like we were impressed by games out of nowhere at Ubisoft last year, I yeah. think. Yeah. And games that are like, hey, this is coming out this fall. Um, yeah. That's probably where my, my Mario Rabbids recollection was coming from, was us getting into that rather than... Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. That, that showed really strongly that Ubisoft obviously was sentimental. And, you know, yeah, that was a really strong press conference. And I kind of also think it spoke to the weakness of the other press conferences. I think mm-hmm. it was a bad year for Nintendo, bad year for Microsoft, and a bad year for Sony last mm-hmm. year. A mild year. Yeah. A mild year last year. Yeah, it's kind of funny to think back at that. Best original game. Skull and Bones was announced, A Way Out was announced, Starlink was announced, Transference was announced, Anthem was announced last year, and Moss was announced last year. What did we give it to? A Way Way Out. Out. Okay, you win, panel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. That game was shocking. EA did not show up in Best Press Conference, but that was a really shocking game to come from That was the best moment of that press conference, definitely. Easily. And apparently, like, a best best, game announcement that we saw last year. I kind of think it was. Mm. I kind of think it kind of deserved that. It's out now. People have played it. It didn't shake the world up, right? It it, it wasn't like the game, the talk of the town, mm-hmm. but it delivered on what it promised. And I, I think a way out. It was a really cool game announcement. A really cool game to exist. Mm-hmm. And it, hey, we talked about it in NPDs actually. Mm. So oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? A way out. Good cool. on you. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair to give a, a best original game to that. I can't see another one on there. Maybe Moss, but like yeah, I think I think it earned best original game there. Best demonstration. 
Best Demo. We got to see gameplay of this. Spider-Man was a nominee. Mm. Monster Hunter World, a nominee. Mm. Anthem. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Anthem, really? Okay. Uh, Uncharted The Lost <laughs> Legacy. Days Gone. And Metroid Samus Returns. That was a demo. I guess that was real. It just seems so hokey. Mm. Um, uh, uh, back to Anthem, sorry. That's why I was like, do we really oh, Anthem? Sure. Yeah, it was a demo. That was a demo. Yeah, I think this might be where the Monster Hunter world came in. Yeah. Ben, I, what do you think? I want it to be that. It was that. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. World, yes. Um, so I guess afterward they had a full-on demo of, of the game. Is that, is that why it got nominated? Yeah. They, well, there was a theater demo that Huber and I saw got that it. was yeah. extremely good. And it was just the hunt, right? It was yeah. like it was, starting off, yep. you don't know where that creature is. Right. Let's go find Let's it. Let's go do it. Yep. Yeah. And the multiple phases of it just like yep. running away. It's like, we'll get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to swing some vines. Uh, let's do find it, finish up with best in show. We had hmm. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. What did it show last year? I guess they you remember had the, 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 I re Okay, so Wolfenstein 2, they had like kind of the opening where it was kind of, it was live action and they went into the trailer. Oh, yeah, they had it like with a the commercial, trip in right? It was like a commercial, yeah. yeah. Um, and they had a diner, actually, on the Not live That was really cool. Now I think about the oh, diner. Right, right, yeah. right yeah. milkshake. Man, that was sick. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, Super Mario Odyssey, Sea of Thieves, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. That was Mario. It was Mario. Come on, it was definitely Mario. Running away with that even here. Yeah, destroyed it. Not even question there. Though it's interesting to see, like, those games that showed up. Nino Kuni 2, it's interesting to see, like, that showed up and, like, wasn't at the end of the year our favorite, or today, I guess would say 12 months later, not our favorite game. Sea of Thieves, you know, had a really good E3, but, you know, a year later. Uh, diminishing enthusiasm, I would call it. I think there are still a lot of people playing that game, but I don't think it met its expectations. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 is a really good game. I just don't think people are talking about it still this year. Mm -hmm. Like 12 months later, I mean. Well, Switch version coming out soon? Switch version is coming out this month, and the soundtrack apparently is coming out. Uh, even though you could already stream it online. That's not Buzz. Don't you tell me a soundtrack coming out is Buzz. I'm just... Just a thing. You're saying. <laughs> I, I just got the email about yeah. it. It's, it's, just, it, it's happening. When we talked about Bethesda, I never really got to this point about it, is that it, it was so encouraging to me to see them dedicate themselves to these single-player games. They still do it. They mm -hmm. still do Dishonored. They still do Wolfenstein. And then just still, like, they're not rewarded for it. And it bums me out so much. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 maybe made its money back, but it wasn't just a, a huge success, clearly. And, like, that kind of stuff, it just bums me out. Um, and it bums me out, yeah, still, that, like, Wolfenstein 2, very good game. Just not quite at that level where it's like that we're still like cherish it a, a year later. Mm -hmm. um, Dragon Ball Fighters, I do cherish. <laughs> cherish that <laughs> game. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I'm never, I'm never gonna play more of it. It's just one of those games I own. Um, I still, I want to return it because the story mode makes me so mad. But it's just like the character when they get new characters at DLC. It's so exciting, um, and it's just you want to like love that game. Yeah, and I want to. I, I would argue that since it's came out, it's had an extremely healthy life uh, in the competitive scene. It's gotten good yeah. support. They just added new characters as well. Like, Evo's going to be nuts, man. Evo is going to be nuts. Yes. Yes. Uh, the next two characters are uh, Vanilla Goku and Vanilla Vegeta. Uh, I don't know if that'll play well, but yeah, it's, it's so exciting to just have more characters added to that game. It's, I don't know. I don't, Jones, maybe we had to start Dragon Ball music there, but like, <laughs> it's just the perfect game for Dragon Ball Z. Um, yeah, and Mario Rabbids, I think, was actually a pretty big hit. I, I think yeah. it came out, people love it. Sure. The DLC is still not out yet. Right. Uh, but soon, we'll be able to play <laughs> with Domiani Dong in that it's world. this month. Okay, I don't know Dom if there's Yon. anything concrete to go by, but... Um, fun game. Uh, oh, we don't have time for another game. Uh, okay, let's do a real quick one. This one's really quick. 
This is from William, and you know I like a, a current event question. Love and respect. With the deep down trademark being renewed once again, <laughs> how confident is the panel with it showing up at E3? Zero confidence. No. <laughs> I'll be the one then. Okay. It's showing up at E3. <laughs> Good on you. <ya. laughs> time and time again, I've brought up deep down on this podcast, uh -huh. this very podcast, always get knocked down. It is not showing up again. I'm like, what it's if coming. it's what if it's the VR title that they're? Oh, if, if it shows up before week, E3, yeah, the yeah. listeners of this podcast are like, yeah, Kyle was right. Deep down is here, baby. Like, like what a what a year for Capcom. <laughs> you do Devil May Cry Five, Resident Evil yeah. Two remake, Mega Man Eleven, and then you're just like, ah, here's Deep Down. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, um, so there's a couple of reasons to still believe in Deep Down. The trademark re-upping yeah. re is like, you should never trademarks getting trademarked is never usually an indicator. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. Was like, oh, that was a domain. That was mm -hmm. a domain. Trademarks get renewed all the time. Is what I mean. Um, especially if it's a game they already announced. Like, of course they're gonna try to renew it. It's just, I think Capcom wants in on games as a service, and deep down is that. They were a little ahead of it, right? They, they like, like said, hey, this is going to be an online-only game where like right. you go on adventures and things like that. There will be loot and things like that. Um, it just didn't come together the way they did. Was it called Fanta Ray? Panta Ray? Um, Panta Ray, I think, yeah. Yeah, uh, their engine. Their, when, they, when the PS4 was originally announced, it's like, hey, we have a whole new engine. Check right. Deep it's down. not a game. It's an engine. You're going to fight these ugly dragons, uh, and there's like a weird Assassin's Creed twist to this where you're in the modern day as well. Um, I think it's still alive because Capcom wants it. Games as a service game. Mm -hmm. And Devil May Cry 5 isn't. Monster Hunter World kind of is. Yes. The way they add stuff to it, like it kind of is that for them. It's a really good example of what the... You know, uh, I don't know that specific type of genre, but like the capabilities what, yeah. with the potential of what you can do with that type of game. But I'm just, I'm just worried because we're sitting here saying like, man, Monster Hunter World is the right way to do it. I would be worried that deep down does all of the wrong ways, where it's, yeah. it's not. There, there's barely anything there. Loot boxes or, you pay with yes, real money. Yes. Yeah. Um, ben, do not fear. It's been in the oven yeah. for a long time. It might be a burnt turkey by yeah. the time it comes out. <laughs> That's I, th I think we've, we're reaching too long in the oven. Mm -hmm. I, it reminds me of like Dark Sector. Dark Sector came out. It did. <laughs> <laughs> we fi it finally was a game, but yeah. by the time it was just like, ah, we don't even. Uh, it's kind the guy's of got a glade right now. now. We don't know what's going on. Now it's Warframe and it's doing bonkers. So. Wait, Dark Sector is Warframe? What are you talking about? It's the same guys. They basically Warframe oh. is basically the original, sort of the original concept. That's super Dark. cool. I never even made yeah. that connection in my brain. That's nice. Cool. Um, yeah, good, good on them, as Jones would say. Uh, uh, it's kind of fun to me. Maybe it's hard to explain to young people to have one of these legendary games that's just kind of whispered and joked about for a long time, like Agent Last Gen. Yeah, right. You know, it, there were a lot of agents last last gen. It wasn't just Agent. Or a lot of games that were just kind of kind of like what you talked about with Nintendo Blood, where like these games that are brought up at E3, we see a big trailer from that E3, and then they just disappear. Uh, they're either like officially canceled by Microsoft, or uh, you know, <laughs> like Last Guardian came out. You know, we we have Last Guardian now, and so like deep down is kind of this fun, rare thing today, where it's just like, is that alive? And Capcom will not say it's dead, and so we kind of have to like keep believing in it. It's kind of rare in that in that aspect. But you know what? Hmm. I think if somehow Sony managed to bring Agent back to their stage to their press oh, conference blood. we would get Tom Cruise on oh, that stage damn it. to announce it <laughs> that's the type of game yeah he would be really interested in damn it blood I know what you're doing 
this, the, the, the objective, we'll talk about the objective. All right, time for bets. Let's do it. Next week's bet. We're going to be live. We, our podcast will be live. If you care to watch this podcast live next week, it'll be happening on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash easyallies on 9 p.m. Pacific time is yep. when we're going to start, basically. Uh, wish us luck. Um, that is the first day of E3's uh, doors being open, the first official day of E3. What we're going to do for our bet, we're going to IGN.com. We're going to look at that front page. Which game will be the highest in the top stories? And I'm only going to use the top eight. If none of us have a game that's in those top eight um, stories, we all lose. We all lose? Yeah. Wow, that's a big other one. Because basically it goes chronological order after right. that, Jones. And so I want st- I wanted to, like, left to right and then left to right, uh, which game is going to be the highest in that? What do you have? Super Smash Brothers! Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, good pick. Good one, good one. Daniel Bloodworth. Last of Us Part 2. Oh, that's going to last a full day? Nintendo, well, whole I mean, Nintendo news cycle, and then Last of Us Part yeah, 2 Yeah, but they're going to have, uh, you know, either, impressions from yeah, the either oh, their okay. own hands-on impressions, oh, or sure. they'll have them on their stage okay. that day. Dan. Death Stranding. Ooh. Ah, I like how we all have different games. Uh, we don't. I have Smash Bros. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, what is your bet on this one? Mine is... I was going to say Anthem, and then I think Smash is good, but mine is Metroid 4. That is such an interesting pick because if it is there, right? If it it's there at be. all, it's gonna be boom. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Let me lock that in. It's an interesting bet, right? Like you have to take the chance on that one. I like that. Last week's bet uh, <laughs> was about June fifth, a cool Tuesday, right? Onrush released today. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle released today. Oh man. That's out today. Vampire released today. Mm. And least importantly, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn was released today. <laughs> uh, how many retweets would Shaquille O'Neal's most recent Shaq Fu related tweet have? Right. Jones, you bet 8,000. Brad bet 25,000. I bet 11.3,000. Ian bet 96. <laughs> so Got me, Ian. Let me tell you a little bit about Shaquille O'Neal's Twitter account. Started in November 2008. Mm. He was on top of Twitter. Mm. He has 15.2 million followers. That's a lot of people. Yep. His tweet was, today, the big day has arrived. Three exclamation points. Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, is available now on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Steam. Step into my size 22s and play the legendary game voiced by yours truly. And That's then, a good tweet. What's that? That's a good tweet. Yeah. And then uh, he uploaded the trailer. And what's funny is, if you just upload the trailer, for some reason it shows the file name and like where it was uploaded from. And so it says, Shaq Fu released trailer.universal.esrb.mp4 shared from Dropbox, right in the tweet. (laughs) (laughs) That tweet has 148 retweets, giving Ian the win. 148 retweets. This man has 15.2 million followers. It doesn't matter. That does not matter one bit. (laughs) You get 148 retweets. Any point for the onus, two points. That's two points. So just that's, that's a point that uh, the gorillas don't get. So that yeah, true. That brings us to red Wait, is it two points. Ian's got uh, switcher snakes, just an, an oh. other team. Oh, uh, so because okay. I started halfway through the year, yeah. so oh, right, I get yeah, double yeah, points. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, to not explain that. Yep. So to catch up, Ian gets two points at a time. You're gonna catch up fast, I think. Red grouse is seven. <laughs> Gorgeous gorillas eleven. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> Droopy eagle six. <laughs> And Switcher Snakes 2! <laughs> yes! What Snake? was the highest Snake. guess? Ian. Ian, that was a good bet. I'm proud Thank of you. Buddy. The highest <laughs> guess was, was uh, 25k from Brad. 
<laughs> we, ben, it, should, it is worth mentioning that we couldn't do any research. We couldn't go to Shaq's Twitter and yeah, see yeah, how many yeah. followers he has and see what a typical retweet or a typical, typical tweet 148. is. 148. Yeah, I but, mean... But still, Ian is one, one snake, though. No, sorry, like Red Grouse's, Jones wanted to establish that our teams, even though we have one person, are multiple. But he's Red Grouse. He's Red Grouse's. Since what? Will you change that? Always. No. I got it backwards. Yeah. You want to be singular. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Switcher Snakes, right, Ian? Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. the. He's got his hands on all sorts of. We're just sitting here in the chair. You know, we're not really not doing anything. Well, it's like he's. He's got his instruments. I want to be Droopy Eagle. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, sorry. I want to be Droopy Eagles. You can I'm do so that. So mixed up right now. I want to be Droopy Eagles. I want to be you multiple. You both are singular. Do you think any of this matters, Kyle? It does, Jones. I'm switching. Wait, aren't you already Droopy Eagles? I'm Droopy Eagle because Jones wanted to be Red yeah. Grouse. I didn't say what you should be. Well, yes, you did. We had to be unified. I'm Droopy Eagles now. So All right. Add the S. Switcher snakes. Imagine like <laughs> I'm doing it right now. A bunch of snakes <laughs> in like a man suit. Oh, 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 to okay. be like, like humanoid. Toy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, King Hiss. Like a star spawn from D and D. The way I see the Droopy Eagles is that we are an international enterprise, and I am the representative of the Droopy Eagles on this very podcast. The way I see it is, I'm a bird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, man. If that's how you see it, that's how you see it. Uh, our objective for this podcast was to convince Tom Cruise to watch E3. <coughs> To watch it, to sit down and actually watch a press conference, people sell you video games. All of you did that. <laughs> All of you did that. <laughs> who could not, after listening to this podcast, who could say, not for me? I <laughs> gotta admit, I'm, I'm a hot I'll pass on right E3. Yes. Who could do it? Tom I'm Cruise. I'm so excited. I could call Tom Cruise. Are you convinced? Yeah, baby. All of them did it. He feels the need. Yes. To watch so, E3. I've never even heard of a Star Fox right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta see how you race. So this is complicated. I mean, uh, let me see who submitted this. Eric Klein. I know you didn't think that everybody would win, but they did. <laughs> and it's on you now to reward each of them with 1,489 nuts. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes. Uh, do they specify what kinds of nuts? Yeah, or just, uh, that was know? my question. Uh, if we must get into the inside joke, that is the currency of For the Frog, The Bell Tolls. A uh, Game Boy game uh, that never came out in the U.S. Oh. The currency is nuts. Not gonna lie, I kind of wanted some cashews. They can be cashews. Yeah. Oh, doesn't but specify. Why do the right. nuts make that sound? It's so hard on the headphones. That's yeah. a million of that. You got it. <laughs> a million, four, eight, nine, you got a million nuts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Congrats on you, million nuts. Uh, <laughs> For Patreon plugs, Jones, instead of plugging Patreon, I think we just have so much to plug with E3. I'm gonna switch, swap it out. Because if someone loves E3, they're likely to click on our Patreon page, right? right. Uh, we're doing a lot for E3 this year. Um, let's start with our, our yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stampeding over any in the videos you get to promote, but uh, a lot of promotion to do. We're gonna have a betting special. Betting special is, is it, I know if you haven't seen one of these before, it sounds degenerate. It sounds like something that shouldn't happen with E3. It it's is degenerate. It is, it is very degenerate. <laughs> uh, there's no money involved, but there are stakes. You know, we bet things and people have to do things that are humiliating if they lose. Uh, there's a narrative tied into it. It's insane, but it is very fun. It is essentially Easy Ally's way of doing our predictions um, outside of this very podcast uh, and other podcasts. We do predictions nonstop, but <laughs> <laughs> this is our prediction special. Uh, if you're wondering if we ever do something like that, it's basically tied into the betting special. 
it's wild, it's fun. You're going to see that Friday, by the end of the day at least, we're gonna get it up as soon as we possibly can. That'll be exciting. Uh, I know people look forward to that very much. Saturday, I should pull up our schedule actually because it's a lot of to remember. Saturday is EA's press conference, which starts at 10. Um, we start at 10, that we starts start at 11. Yeah, cool. they start at 11. Thank right. you, Jones. Um, yeah, Jones, you should pull up that script, baby. Um, yeah, all you gotta really worry about is that first day because it's just EA. Yeah. So it'll be 10 until, you know, the, after the press conference ends, then we'll wrap up after that. But not just wrap up, we do an hour-long post-show. We do. We'll yeah, wrap we do up, an, we'll do our wrap-up after the press yeah. conference. We do an hour-long pre-show, we talk about what we're gonna expect. I know we did that on this very podcast for a long time. It is shocking how easy it is to talk about for an hour, even for EA. Yeah. I mean, I'll be actually. I'm doing that pre-show. I'm I'm moderating that pre-show. It'll go by in a, in a breeze. Oh, it does. It's so fun in that moment of of the press conference is about to begin. We all have an energy, even for EA, to become enthusiastic oh, nice. about what we're about to see. Thank you very much for nice. the schedule, Ian. Um, yeah, and then that is it for Saturday. That's it for e, for E3. It's a nice little uh, appetizer, right? We just like okay, I got a little taste of what E3 is going to be like. Saturday is already or sorry, Sunday is already nuts. Um, at 12 p.m. Pacific time begins the Xbox pre-show. Microsoft has said this is the biggest E3 they've ever had. They're hyping this up. Yeah, what, John, not the biggest skeptical? press conference they've ever had. We well, you know why they're saying that. John, because let they me have hype their, up a thing. You can hype up our coverage. I'm just saying oh. it's, it's, it's on paper, it is. It's they high have their stakes, own, dude. They've taken over the Microsoft theater. That's why they can say it's a big oh. That's not why they're saying it, no. Yep, yep. That's what they mean. No, that is not what they mean. They mean they're going to have the biggest presence at E3. Yes, that's part of it, Jones. If I, I mean, make you a literally... birthday cake and then next year I make you the birthday cake and put one extra raspberry on it, this is the, the best birthday cake I've ever made you. You know, obviously. Who's doing yeah. the pre-show for Xbox? Who's doing it? Who's doing it? I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to actually be there. Might so. be Ben. Ben, are you I think I think I might be Jones. <laughs> don't let Jones do that. Jones, ben, start I, your start your pre-show by saying Microsoft promises this will be the biggest press conference they've ever had. Microsoft promises. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. This <laughs> will be the biggest one. Uh, I think they're a huge. Stage are you there. excited? Uh, our 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 post show is probably gonna end around 3 p.m. Pacific time. And our pre-show for Bethesda starts at 5.30. We're not going offline. We are not. We're hanging no. out and talking for All that time. day. Mentally, yes. we are not going offline. Yeah, and, <laughs> and not even you. You at home, you will have something to watch us talking about. We may have guests in that time mm -hmm. period. We may have uh, uh, previews of games that maybe showed up at E3 Judges Week in that time. But at 5.30 Pacific time, we'll officially begin our Bethesda pre-show. It'll be time to swap desks, get official, um, and then talk about what we expect to see at Bethesda's press conference. We know a, a little bit more, right? We know that uh, uh, Fallout 76 will be there now, um, but Rage there's still two. so much to guess about, so much to get excited about, and of course, we'll watch that showcase, the Bethesda showcase at 6.30 Pacific time. That's gonna we'll, be a big one. I don't know if this is this is a make or break. We'll be in suits, you know, looking, be, we'll be looking pretty good. If yeah. that's something you care about, you know? We'll be wearing the suits. We'll be having a, like, a, a, if you wanna update your Phone backgrounds, I don't know. If you're a listener of this podcast, if you haven't seen us since E3 last year, yeah. uh, <laughs> we look a lot different now. <laughs> I, you're, not you're not watching this, this very podcast right now. You don't know like how HD we look. We look very HD, we look crisp. Now imagine that with suits. Yes, little self-conscious about like how many, you can see a lot of my wrinkles. If I look in this camera, you're seeing my sunken in eyes. You're seeing my complexion, which is not very good. Uh, you're maybe even seeing my nose hairs. You're, you're seeing parts of my face. Can we can we just put it like in every video now? Can we just put a little asterisk that just that just says remember they're just 
They're just some guys talking about. They're just some guys. They're right. just some guys talking about video games. We were never attractive, right? <laughs> like you were never supposed to assume that. Maybe you did, but now you like. <laughs> It's how I feel about 3D games. Like, uh, never, oh, that is a whole separate conversation. What's well, like if you like a show on the radio, like, don't look it up. Don't look up. If there's like a podcast that you like, like, don't oh, look up yeah. those people. Whatever yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. They're so much cooler in your mind. They yeah. look so cool. Anyway, that's it for Sunday. Good night. And then Monday is a huge day. Monday's so big. <laughs> Monday. Oh, you know what? I skipped a uh, Devolver. We might, you know, I guess because we're we'll talking about our own coverage. Yeah, they, we'll, they stack, man. Yeah, we'll do it picture in picture, but really the way we want to do it is be able to talk about everything that happened in Bethesda's press conference. Yeah. <clears throat> it was awful last year that the Evil Within 2 was announced, and Huber had to wait for all of Devolver's little hijinks <laughs> to oh, end no. <laughs> before we could discuss the like, Evil Within 2. Like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be able to... that's the best. We're going to disseminate our knowledge of what just happened at, at Bethesda before we switch over to Devolver. Devolver but. does say, though, that mm -hmm. this year they will have actual news. TM. Sure. Yeah. I believe it. I believe that they're going to have... That is a quote. That, Here's what they're gonna like, and it's gonna be like a little troll, right? Like, here's like a cool little trailer for a game you want to see, and then they're just like, nope, this is all a joke. <laughs> okay, um, Monday, June 11th. I don't want to be bitter about Devolver. I think what they're doing is interesting. Uh, at 9 a.m., Square Enix is back, baby. And so Final we, that's our pre show. What's well, right? Fantasy 7. Final Fantasy 7, count it. Yeah. Write it down, draft your tweet. Final Fantasy 7 looks amazing. Just click on the I mean, they're doing draft. a showcase, like, there's so much stuff. For them to, to put in there, like, it's gonna be good. Hearts we're gonna three see, release date. Yeah, yeah we're gonna nope. see Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> that Avengers see, game. That Avengers game is probably I wouldn't say my most anticipated like game, but my most curious announcement. Yeah, I'm yeah. dying to figure out what in the heck are they doing. That could go wrong a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really want to see if they can like get the momentum back for Tomb Raider. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, and what's neat is that's a video. It's going to be Nintendo Direct-esque, uh, as, as opposed to all these others, which yeah. will be a live show. Um, I think it could show up in our nominees. <laughs> if we just do everything but EA, again, it won't mean anything. But this could be a potential game or press conference of the show. Yeah, I, I think Square yeah. Enix is going to be one of the best, actually. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, last year's winner, Ubisoft, will start our pre-show at noon, and the actual show starts at 1 uh, p.m., uh, I know that's hard for a lot of people on a Monday. You know, you're like just sneaking in at work, you know, sneaking in at school. Uh, if you're at summer school, just sneaking in. Some uh, things you just got to get done. Yeah, you just got to get this done. Um, some people just skip work. I get it. I absolutely get it. Uh, PC gaming show starts at our, our coverage of that starts at 3 p.m. Um, yeah, oh, I think that actually I starts think at 3 p.m. I think actually start at 3. So, like, yeah, we're not going to really have, like, time for pre-show. It's going to be Ubisoft post straight into it. But that's yeah. a grab bag anyway. I don't yeah. think there's a lot of pre-analysis to be done. It's uh, Exactly. You're right. There's not a knows? lot of pre-analysis. And so, much like Devolver, we'll probably talk about what happened at Ubisoft with uh, PC and picture-in-picture. Picture, switch over if anything exciting happens. But uh, it's a really good thing to watch until uh, the PlayStation pre-show, which starts at 5 p.m. Um, I'll be back. I'll be doing the... I'll be moderating that one. Um, that's an easy one. Like some of the, like EA is not too easy to moderate. I said like it goes by quickly. You gotta do some work. Yeah. <laughs> There's some work to do. With the PlayStation one, I just write down four games. Like we can dock for an hour. You could probably <laughs> write down one. Yes. Tuesday. We're still going, baby. We talked about the Nintendo press conference this very podcast. Uh, that starts at 8 a.m. No, that's our pre-show starts at 8 a.m. <laughs> right and early. Um, I think it's Damiani uh, moderating that one. He's pumped. Uh, you know he'll draw from everything. Damiani always says that he like doesn't sleep, so you're gonna get like a no, sleepless. Oh He's gotta he, sleep. Oh, no, you're no. gonna no. But I'm saying this as 
I'm not encouraging not sleeping, okay. but I'm saying what's going to happen. Okay? Yeah, you're but right. It's you're going gonna, you're gonna to get a sleepless, excited yeah. Damiani. Yeah. That's a magical thing. He's yeah. vulnerable. His shields are down. His shields are down. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, points are exposed. At 9 a.m., yeah, Nintendo Direct is going to blow us all away uh, with that surprise I could not see coming. Um, and so then we're all going to E3. We're all going to go to the show floor. We're going to check out yep. games, everyone except for me. Uh, and we're going to see some really cool things. Um, and then uh, uh, later that night at 8 p.m. Pacific time, we're going I, live. Yeah, let me, because people are be like, why so late? Yeah, E3 is later this year. Because till 7 p.m. our time. Yeah, it doesn't close until 7. Yeah. Which means we may not even start on time. Because of the time it's going to take to get from the convention center yes. to parking to get back here. Back here in Burbank. Like, it's a long drive. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I can see that taking a while. <laughs> um, and then, uh, we're gonna, I, as said earlier, the, we're going to do an Easy Eyes podcast live. We'll do... Love and respect. We'll do corrections. It'll be a full-on podcast, but I'm going to try to make it short uh, this year. I, last year went off the rails. Last year was a mess. I know people loved it, but I'm not going to let that happen again. <laughs> I love that. Plus, I know, Tuesday I know. is stacked. Tuesday is stacked. The we, stuff we're seeing Tuesday, oh my gosh. Like we're going to have people who have played these games, who have played Spider-Man, who have played Death Stranding, who have played Anthem, who have played just all these games that were like, what is this play like? We're going to play Anthem later in the week, just that way. Oh, nobody's playing Anthem until then? Uh, not on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. Anthem, not a day one game. Okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not that's, It's not just us. It's just a matter of, like, coordinating the, the no, Tetris it. pieces to uh, get... We got priorities. I get this. We're going to be talking about Smash Bros. I know. I didn't yeah. have yeah. even an opportunity to do Anthem on Tuesday. But okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> and then basically similar uh, hands-on impressions will happen Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, ben, on Thursday, you're doing your podcast live. Frame yes, Trap. we'll be doing Frame Trap, and not only will we be doing Frame Trap, uh, we'll be doing the noodles and broth. Uh, and if that doesn't make any sense to you, basically, I will have very excited panelists uh, not only bring to me the biggest games that they they got mm -hmm. really excited about and they loved, which will be their noodles, uh, but they're also going to give me their broth. And so it's going to be a chance to really highlight and talk in great detail about some. Things that maybe aren't as getting aren't getting as much attention. It's it's my favorite part of Frame Trap the whole year is is the broth part specifically of Noodles and Broth. Yeah, Ben, I think it's cool. I, I think what's cool about what Easy Allies does E3 week is those those hands-on impressions are so fun because we all care about these games so much. Mm -hmm. It's it is it's a lot of shared enthusiasm, and like that that segment nails it, man. Um, it's more than just watching the trailer and complaining about it. You know, it's like it's more than just like. Uh, that surface area, like, like, just like, did Xbox bring it this year? No, right. I don't think so. Moving on. It's not that. You know what I mean? It's like just talking about games. Well, and uh, people I have kind that. of yeah. people have kind of weaponized it now, where they'll 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 be like, got my broth, and I I won't know what that means yes. until they bring uh, it, mm -hmm. and they're like, I will now give you this gift, and I will give the world this gift. Yeah. And that's that's really exciting because they're just <laughs> they're so excited that they've put that designation on it. So. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a really really fun podcast. And really there's lore. That. Hmm? And there's lore. Yes. There is. Oh yeah. Two noodles on broth in particular. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Heavy lore. <laughs> yes. Uh, the panelists should do their research, is all I'm saying. Yes. Um, <laughs> Devil Noodles. Yes. Uh, uh, and also that day, hey, I'll promote this too. We're on a promotion roll. This is the last thing I get to promote. The premiere of And For That Reason. Fans of the podcast may have seen an opening segment that took too long. We would, we would <laughs> joke about a game that doesn't exist for maybe too long at the top of a podcast. We spun it off into its own original series. It's... 
will be exclusive to patrons of patreon.com slash easy allies. Anybody $1 and up gets to see this exclusive show. However, on this Thursday, the last day of E3, we're doing a special premiere for everybody. Get there live. You can watch the show live for free. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe some other fun announcements at the end. Oh, hey, Jones. I yeah. like that. That's a good tease. Whew. Okay. Big week. Biggest, that, I, was that five minutes of straight of promotion, promoting ourselves? I'm more. I say. More okay. than that. All right. Yeah. Um, but E3 deserves it. Like all, all of those things are going to be good. All those things are entertaining. Um, we can stand by that, you know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the best E3 coverage we've ever done, and then we'll be dead. So. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like. We have 74 appointments lined up. Like, there's going to be some shouting matches for people that want to keep talking and be like, no, we got to move on to something else. Yeah. And that's 74 <laughs> games we are scheduled to see. That doesn't even, you know, count, like, ah, running by that booth and checking that out or, like, oh, you said that was good. Okay, I'll have time tomorrow. That's where Noodles and Broth comes from. Yeah, those yeah. things are just like, ooh. That's what I love about E3. Yeah. You can just walk by. PSX, like, is the same thing. Just any convention, really. Yeah. You can just walk by a game and it's like, oh, that looks amazing. Well, Huber playing Yakuza Zero, wasn't that one time where you saw, like, oh. nobody play at the station? It's yeah. Like, that was probably one of my favorite Huber stories. Oh, like, it's a good one. Oh, it, it was a legendary. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it's legendary. Uh, Ian, ah. as we wrap up the podcast, I have to inform you that you won. <laughs> it was a while remember, ago. You, remember when you yeah, won before? Yeah, I forgot. That was really I great. About that. Ian, you get the right and responsibility to share a Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you would like to promote. Please, not one I just did. Uh, you get the final word on anything you've disagreed with or want to reiterate or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Take it away. Hi, uh, I'm at Ian Hink on Twitter. Uh, I would promote, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you promoted all the things for E3 that I was going to promote. Uh, you know what? You could double down. Uh, I mean, what are you most excited about for E3? Uh, of our shows? Yeah. I mean, and for that reason. Oh, really? Cool. Pretty phenomenal. The yeah. betting special is going to be gnarly. I mean, watch it all. Are you, doing, um, um, are you doing an easy update at E3 this year? I will be doing an easy update at E3, yes. It'll nice. go up this Saturday after E3. Watch that. Watch last week's Easy Update, too. <laughs> watch that one. Watch it, on, watch it on a desktop. Don't watch it on your phone. It works on both. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's why they took annotations out. Got and, it. End cards work on everything. Cool. Hint. <laughs> uh, what was the other crap I'm supposed to do? Final word. Oh, everything's great. Everything's great. Uh, no complaints. Nothing went wrong. Uh, hopefully the colors matched on all these cameras. I was kind of tweaking color correction here and there. I think the wide, the blacks are still a little, it's fine, it's all good. Uh, everything's great. Good night and good game. I am yeah. enjoying these microtransactions.